I was subbing for a RSP class. You know what RSP is? Don't remember. It's like remedial support something. It's basically the class where like the kids who uh, need extra one-on-one attention, like extra like one-on-one teaching, they come into this class and we go over like the alphabet or we do something similar to that. So this little little chubby kid, it's not relevant, but he's just he's, he was very chubby, so he looked comical to me. A very chubby kid, like up. Kind of like Russell, yeah, kind of like Russell from Up. Okay. Yeah, he comes in, a little Hispanic kid. I'm Hispanic too, so I can say that. A little Hispanic kid comes in, and we sit down. And he, and I'm like, okay, uh, I can't remember, uh, Jeremiah. His name was Jeremiah. I remember this stuff. And we're like, Jeremiah, we're going to, you know, I want to show you the letter. You tell me what sound it makes. He's like, okay. So I show him some letters, and we get to K. We get to K, and he's like, okay. I'm like, like a kangaroo, right? And he's like, he's like what's a kangaroo? And so on the back of each letter is a picture that goes with it to show you an example. So like the A had an alligator on the back and B had a bear. So K has a uh, kangaroo. I flip it around and I show him the kangaroo. He's like a second grader. And he's like, I've never seen a kangaroo before. I'm like, you've never seen one? He's like, no, I've never been to the woods. And I was like, what? Like, that's like that's not where you're going to see a kangaroo. They all animals live in the woods? I or? guess. He's like, I. But the way he says so innocently, I've never been to the woods. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, how could I have seen one? I wouldn't have seen one otherwise. And I just, I just lost it. It's like every now and then I'll, I'll run into a kid who just like, when I least expect it, they just completely throw me off my rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I was like laughing. I was, I was laughing with with Jeremiah, and then it took me probably about a minute or so to get like back in, like to regain my composure <laughs> and like to continue. But just like every now and then, I'll run into just some kid, and it's just I don't know. Like, sometimes my job is boring. Sometimes it's uh, stressful when there's, like, a lot of kids. But every now and then there's, like, little, like, nuggets of, like, happiness that I have. And I'm, like, like this is – these are the little moments that keep me going. So, Do those uh, classes even work? RSP? Yeah. Like, is there data that shows that those – They do work? because they have to do um, – they have to do reassessments, like, throughout the year. So okay. they have to see, like, where this kid started from, like, where they ended up, like, mm-hmm. academically. So someone else asked me that before too. And it's like, you know what? It sometimes it depends on the kid, like how much of like the process they own themselves, like how much they actually want to do stuff. Cause there's kids like I've had RSP classes where kids will like come in and like they'll do, they won't even sit down. They'll just like walk around, draw on the, draw on the whiteboard, mm-hmm. like just shout and like just cause like disturbances. And then they just run off. And then if they run off, you actually have to, if there's nobody else in the classroom, you have to go follow the kid to make sure they get back to their class. Because sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll run off around campus. I had to I had to chase a kid down once <laughs> who ran the perimeter of the school on the inside, the inside perimeter of the school, like around the fence, like alongside the fence of the school on the inside. Uh-huh. And that was, oof. eventually I figured out what he was doing, so I just cut across the field to just meet him at the other end because i'm like oh he's running around the entire perimeter school like i'm just gonna cut off and like meet him rather than chase what do you, right. mean? you didn't ask him like what was your objective what are you trying to achieve no i i think he i i think he just didn't want to be in class he really didn't care like he just did not want to be in class and like i get it right because we're forced we're forcing these little kids to sit down in a classroom all day and be quiet and it's just like yeah their parents are pumping them full of drugs that's not in their nature sometimes well i don't know i don't know how many students i've had who have been pumped with drugs necessarily like bane from what is it uh with the, with the venom yeah yeah but no with like <laughs> giant like thick spinal syringes no no like that 
But uh, I do question. I do question the process sometimes. Like, what is it? What is it that we're doing wrong compared to like the Nordic countries who have like better results, better test scores, and like I don't know, better teaching? Maybe I don't know what it is that we do. So teachers are they able to give input to the administration? And be like, hey, why don't you try this program right here? They do one? that. They do that. Uh, I was subbing for a teacher today who was gone. The half of the teachers at the school I subbed for were gone today because they went to a like math seminar mm-hmm. which was basically just about teaching them new ways of teaching math basically so they do a lot of the a lot of the teachers I sub for are gone either for health reasons because they're sick or because they have some kind of seminar or meeting that's education related and they can't go any other time like other than during work time so I mean, do you feel like that's how things are done today or is it just your district or i think that's how the just things are done today because there's so oh my god there's so many things they do in school now that were not a thing when i was a kid like okay like we have to escort the kids out to get picked up and like when i was a kid you just went home you just walked out of the school and you just went home you're saying until they make contact with their parents yes or the buzz yeah so we now like a lot of the school every school i sub at like we take the kids it's like are you getting picked up by bus by parent or are you walking home and most of the time, like when they're being like, oh, like we got to, we're like walking home or whatever, then we have to like meet them, escort them to the gate, and then we just see them off. But sometimes, like, if they're being picked up, it used to be if you got picked up as a kid, like you would just wait out, like, you know, outside the school. Mm-hmm. But we, a lot of the schools I sub at, like, we hold the kids, like, in the school by the fence and then wait for their parent to, like, show up. So if the kid says, I'm just going to walk home, you just let them go at that point? Or well, what? they know. They all, everybody knows who's the walkers, who's the buses, who's parent pickup. But it's weird because when I was a kid, like, as soon as the bell rang, you just rush out of the classroom and, like, that was your last interaction with the teacher. Yeah. Now it's like you have to kind of, like, they don't trust the kids to get to their destination. So you kind of have to, like, sometimes literally handhold them to get them to, like, the, their parents or... Yeah, and it's all great. It's not just, like, kinder. It's, like, every, all up to six. Up to six. Which is weird because... That when, is weird. Because when I was a sixth grader, like, okay, like, you're on your own. Like, you, like, the bell rang, you leave the school campus, like, you're no longer our problem, basically. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't trust kids anymore. Maybe kids just... Nah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. No, no, okay, like, elementary, it was, it was fucking wild. Like, uh, uh, we used to live in L.A., me and my little brother, and we were in a school that was on a slope, right? And once they let us off, we do whatever the fuck we want. Like, mm-hmm. anything. And there were days where I had a skateboard. And since our school was on a, on a slope, it was an entire block where I could get to the top of the block. And I was tiny enough where I could get on my skateboard, put my legs on the board, and, like, my hands and tuck in. Mm-hmm. And just ride the fuck, ride the whole damn hill all the way down on the board. That sounds dangerous. And it's, like, immediately <laughs> after, we're off, off, of, off of school. And we're, like, on the damn campus, dude. Oh, okay. And it, this was, like, such a common practice. I'm like, weren't the teachers, like, looking at us doing this? Like, immediately after, weren't they, like, staying a little bit behind and, like, saying, hey, there's there's these kids doing all this, creating all this madness up and down the block. And mm-hmm. they don't say anything, right? I think, I think part of it now, I don't know for sure this is the reason. I think part of it now is that we live in a much more litigious society where parents are very prone to like wanting to sue the school for any little thing. So I think the school's the, the school's natural response is okay. Like we're going to do the most reasonable 
what we consider the most reasonable like escorting of your child so like they can't cause any trap any like madness any like havoc or trouble on campus and like see them off to you and then now like you don't like we're not held responsible for anything beyond that i think that's part of it so the walk is what from school grounds all the way up to like the car away up to the gate in front of the gate of the school but it's just i don't know it's annoying for me it's really annoying and then we had to like stand there we had to stay with them for like a certain amount of time until they get picked up and then if they're still not if they're still there by the time like i think after 20 minutes then we escort all the kids to like the school office, and then the parent has to pick them up from. The so school all the office. teachers do this. Yes, it's not like they can just hire a person and everybody's no. like in in this little no. Facility all the teachers have a different role. They check out. Huh. Yeah, for the different grades, it's annoying. But uh, I think they're just doing it to cover their backs. I think a lot of schools do that just to say like we're doing this, and like that's the best we can do. So it's just kind of it's just it just feels like regression social regression in a way like yeah for sure like we can't have people out there just like the stuff that i'm talking about with the skateboard mm-hmm. it does seem like your little kid you're on a board somebody should intervene in that right yeah but what you're talking about is saying we it's can't like just when, let it, our kids out and just walk to it's like homes. the equivalent of when you hear about those like karens that like call the police when they see kids unaccompanied at the park mm-hmm. you know what i mean Whereas, like, it, when you, in your our age, when we were kids, like, going to the park and, like, just being unsupervised is natural, right? That's natural. I, like, I'm saying it was a hazard, the things that I was doing, but I really do miss it, dude. Like, growing up and having all those hard knocks, like, just being on the bike and doing shit I'm, I'm not, that is, like, unsafe. Mm-hmm. I do miss those days, like. But in a way, they kind of prove it because you think about like a while back when we heard about uh, like in knots, like now like minors need to have an adult with them at knots because they cause way too much trouble on their own. So I kind of get it. At the same time, I I think it's part of like we want to cover our rears from like legal legality issues. And at the same time, I think kids are a little more uh, wired than they used to be, if you get my drift. You think so? I think so. Because when I was a kid, like the kids that the school kids I was with, like they weren't they weren't nearly as crazy as the kids I see today. I think the manner of how they do things is different for sure. I guess. I mean, you grew up in Norwalk, dude. I grew up in like downtown LA, and I had to deal with like this is gonna segue into a different article. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, but when I grew up in LA, I had to live with gang members, so kind of. We went, we went off a tangent. I apologize for that. Uh, it's just I kind of just got whenever I talk about my work, I just get swept away with all the stuff that bothers me about work. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a public education podcast. Although there is one that I listen to, it's pretty good. This is a video game podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Rosco. As always, I am the host of Duo Sense. Along with me, we have the Badger of the High Desert. The self-proclaimed lost cause because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary one, Johnny. Hey, thank you, Johnny. Did you did you have like one? You had like one last thing to throw out, or are you are you ready? No, it's the nature of having a podcast. You have to move on at some point. At some point, that is true. All right, Johnny. We have. It's been about what two weeks? I want to say it's been a while. So we were busy. I was busy with family stuff, uh, work stuff. But I, I managed to get us together here, so let's dive right into it. We have six articles uh, to discuss. It's been a uh, pretty busy gaming news uh, last two weeks, so let's just dive into it. First 
article comes from Game Informer, written by Wesley LeBlanc. Oh, this reminds me, before I get into it. Remember that guy I always pronounce his name on Kotaku, Ethan Gok? It's Gak. Gak. It is. It's, I, I, look, I, for, I forgot what it was. Like, I saw an article of his on Twitter, and I reached out to him. I'm like, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I always pronounce it wrong. wrong. And he's like, oh, you and every teacher I ever had has pronounced it. He's like, it's it's uh, it's like catch with a G, so it's gatch. 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 That's how you pronounce it. Really? Ethan Gatch. Because it's G-A-C-H. Something like it's like Gok. Or Gak. He's like, no, it's catch with a G, so Gatch. Huh. So, finally finally got clarification on that. Wait, he works for what? Kotaku. Kotaku, okay. We finally got clarification on that, so it's Ethan Gatch. All right. Uh, Wesley LeBlanc writes about, uh, it says, Silent Hill, the short message rated in South Korea. Silent Hill, the short message, has been rated by South Korea's game rating committee, and it's possible this is a new, unannounced Silent Hill game. This news comes by way of Video Games Chronicle, or BGC, as we know, which reported that the rating committee rated Silent Hill the short message today. However, the rating did not include any platforms, so it's unclear whether where this game might land if it actually ends up being a real title. In fact, the rating features little else other than listing Uniana? I hope I'm writing that right. U- saying that. Un- U-N-I-A-N-A. Uniana as its publisher. As VGC notes, this company regularly publishes Konami games in South Korea. The publication also notes that Silent Hill, the short message, might be related to one of various Silent Hill projects reportedly in the works at multiple different studios. VGC reported in February that Konami is planning a revival of the Silent Hill series amidst other reports stating that a Silent Hill 2 remake is in development. While waiting to hopefully learn more about Silent Hill, the short message, read about Silent Hill creator... Uh, Kichiro Toyama's new game, Slitterhead. That's a weird name for a game. Why? Why is everybody complaining about that name? Slitterhead? Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a weird name. Yeah, a lot of people complain, though. It sounds funny. People don't like the name. It sounds funny. Slit. I think think that's kind of it. It's Slitter. I think it just sounds worse. It sounds wrong for some reason. Anyways. Feel dirty? I I do feel dirty saying that. All right, Johnny, what are your thoughts about Silent Hill? Before we started, I told you, like, I... I remember Silent Hill as being something that you played when we were kids, like very mm-hmm. young. Your neighbor Lewis had the game. Uh, some crazy stories right there. And you guys played, I think, the first one, right? The first one was on PS1. You go around, bash some like naked babies around schools with window pipes. That's what I remember. Or maybe they're naked kids. I don't know what they are. They're like little short midget. I don't remember it a whole lot. Like I, I, I recall the vibe. I recall the nurse's uh, pyramid head. And then the film came out shortly after that, I guess. Uh, I don't. Okay, continue. We're gonna. Try. Okay, I was gonna ask, what are your thoughts about uh, Konami trying to get? Uh, sounds like they're trying to get another Silent Hill game out. We don't even know what studio it is. No, I've, I, yeah, I know you don't really care for for Silent Hill. Mm-hmm, you don't true. really care to cover it that much, so you haven't like. Uh, I I think they've already confirmed that they're gonna come out with three games. So I know that's it's multiple. Confirmed. Okay, is it three? And, yeah, I think it's three. I think one of them being, um, I forgot the studio. Never bothered me. I don't think they're gonna produce the the greatest on the hill. Uh, okay. Before the pod, we were talking about like what's up with the hype with Silent Hill, and I told you the hype has only really been around since Kojima said he was working on it. Mm-hmm. But I think back then, it didn't. It doesn't hold the candle candle to like Resident Evil, right? Well, isn't Silent Hill like scarier than Resident Evil? 
I think it is. I think it's scarier, but the it's... mechanics weren't there compared mm. to Resident Evil. Like, Resident Evil has held up a little bit better. Right, Tiny Hill's much more atmospheric, much more supernatural. It has so many more characters. Like, the human characters and the enemy types mm-hmm. are just so much better on Resident Evil. Oh, okay. The lore, I think, is better. Silent Hill, like I mentioned, just has, like, the use of the babies, the nurses, Pyramid Head, and that's really it. The main character isn't all that fascinating either. Okay. Well, yeah, Ethan. Uh, is it Ethan? I think I don't remember his name. Is Ethan? Maybe I'm thinking. I'm getting confused with Resident Evil. Seven. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember it. I don't recall. But I wonder if. Okay, I wonder if the games are going to be as well received as they would have if. Well, it's not a Kojima game. Is the point right? I think it's going to come there's out. There's never been a Kojima Silent Hill game. Yeah, he was gonna, supposed to work on it, and that's why we got the hype. When these games come out, are they going to match the hype that that Kojima created? Right? I don't think so. The hype? No, no way. No way. No. I think he just answered your own question. I think, but um, what do you think of what do you think about these? And would you prefer these games to be done in house at Konami, or do you think Konami kind of lost their touch, so maybe they're better off licensing out? But Konami hasn't really produced a major game like this in a while. I have no idea what their development cycle is like. I don't know what kind of talent they have. I don't know. I don't know if they can produce a, a game to the caliber of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I don't think so. They, they yeah, they haven't really done much lately, other than doing like you, the collections, like the HD collections and stuff. Yeah, you saw what happened with uh, Metal Gear Five. After Kojima left, they came out with this <laughs> online multiplayer game that um, everybody just... Survive. Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, Survive. Yeah. Everybody hated that game. So was that just Kojima pulling all the way, or do they really have talent at that at that company? These are good questions, Johnny. I actually do not know. I know Konami's mostly just been putting out, like, they did the Castlevania collection. They did... Um, they're doing the Suikoden collection now, which... Those are great from what I hear. Which I can't wait for. That's the one I'm excited but for. But that's not like top-down refresh, you know? Right, right, right. It's not like a. It's not like the Last of Us Part up. One kind of thing. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But um, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, because I think the I think the only thing that this could be compared to in most recent memory is going to probably be like the medium, which is like a very because because Silent Hill does delve into like the regular world and Blue then, like, team, That's who's making it. Is it? Oh, you think they're the ones doing this one specifically? Well, Blue Routine made the medium, right? Yeah, but they're doing... Um, they're attached to that other game, uh, Layers of Fear, I think. Maybe it was rumored, but I thought... They, they were, were rumored, game. they were, but that was like... That rumor didn't go anywhere. Okay. But I think the medium is probably... Whatever this game ends up being, it's going to be compared to like the medium, which is like the closest thing to Silent Hill like in recent years. I think I'll have faith in whatever... Which one of these three games is... Okay, there's... Okay, I think if PlayStation funds it, it'll be a good Silent Hill. Just because they throw money at it? Or you think because they have some kind of like executive decisions about it? Yeah. Yeah, they have a little more control with the uh, creation process. Maybe. Possibly. No, but there's a lot of games like that, like uh, Forspoken. I don't, I don't know if that's going to perform well. But, okay, Resident Evil 7, that was funded by Sony, right? Was it not? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so, Johnny. I don't know where that thought I'd have to look from. that up then. I, I had an impression. Anyways, this is all just for me to say that um, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in it. I've 
again, I'm not the person. I'm not the person to really speak on it that much because I just I've never played. I've only seen them being played. I never played a Silent Hill game. But in my mind, how well this is received is it going to be dependent on how whether it improves on what the medium did or if it's worse than that because the medium is a very similar game thematically i think to the silent hill games so that's going to be the bar that's going to be the measuring uh the measurement that's going to be held up to i think so that's my thoughts on it so anyways Johnny, yeah not a big silent hill fan can't really say much about it but it seemed kind of relevant and important to like at least touch upon so Let's move on, Johnny, to another one article. Another article that you uh, brought brought up. Uh, this one's from VGC, written by Tom Ivins. A Splinter Cell remake will update the game's story for a modern audience. What that means, I'm not sure. It says, as spotted by PSU developer Ubisoft Toronto, is currently looking to recruit a scriptwriter to update the original game's story for a modern-day audience. Ubisoft officially confirmed last December that it was working on a remake of Splinter Cell, the stealth action game which was first released in 2002 as an Xbox exclusive. It said that the game was being rebuilt with the Snowdrop engine, which also powers the Division, and is being used to build Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and Ubisoft's upcoming Star Wars game, which still doesn't have a name, so just Ubisoft's Star Wars game, to deliver new generations, visuals, and gameplay, and the dynamic lighting and shadows the series is known for. Splinter Cell's story centers around protagonist Sam Fisher, a black ops agent of the U.S. National Security Agency's secret arm, the Third Echelon. Fisher's undercover work sees him tasked with helping maintain world order as cyber terrorism and international tensions threaten to explode into a new world war. Quote, Using the first Splinter Cell game as our foundation, we are rewriting and updating the story for a modern-day audience, end quote, reads the scriptwriter job ad. Quote, we want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game while exploring our characters and the world to make them more authentic and believable. As a scriptwriter at Ubisoft Toronto, you will join the narrative team and help create a cohesive and compelling narrative experience for a new audience of Splinter Cell fans. End quote. VGC exclusively revealed last October that Ubisoft had greenlit what will be its first mainline Splinter Cell game in a decade. Development sources told us that the title had been put into production as a means of winning back fans frustrated by recent efforts to revive the franchise in the mobile and VR spaces. Following VGC's report, it was claimed that Ubisoft could take inspiration from IO Interactive's Hitman franchise for its next Splinter Cell game. Quote, although we're still in the very earliest stages of development, what we're trying to do is make sure the spirit of the game early of the early games remains intact. In all of the ways it gave early Splinter Cell its identity, producer Matt West said when the game was announced. So as we're building it from the ground up, we're going to update it visually, as well as some of the design elements to match player comfort and expectations. And we're going to keep it linear like the original games, not make it open world. He added, lastly, one of the things that from my point of view is really, oops, something popped up. Really exciting about this project is that the last couple of games all of us have worked on have been really big worlds. What that means is that economy of decisions is very spread out, whereas what I love about Splinter Cell Map, a Splinter Cell Map is every square inch represents intentionality. End quote. Johnny. So it sounds like they're going to, re- yeah, they're rebooting, kind of like what they did with Tomb Raider, right, with Lara. They're rebooting Sam Fisher for the modern day. I think, I don't know what the story's going to be exactly, but I think if you wanted to tackle modern day themes, you might go into, like, um, like black net kind of stuff maybe i think wasn't there it was like a splinter game revolving around like a virus so they could what even, does that require a reboot 
Wait, what? You kind of derailed me for a second. Yeah, what does that require a reboot? Like, if you're talking about modern topics. Oh, what's... because the character's, like, super old, like, in the in the series. Like, he's already, like, an old guy. So are they saying they're getting rid of him, or are they just going to no, this is go like a back, reboot. To, back yeah. to him when he's, like, young? Yeah. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me. But the modern audience part, I don't understand that. No, no, not modern audience. Modern, like, the th- like thematic. Oh, no, you're right. It is a modern audience. I'm thinking, like, because I, okay, so I haven't played the first Splinter Cell, but I know, like, the idea of, like, terrorists is kind of played out, sort of. Like, it's, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, a recently post-9-11 world anymore, like it originally was back then. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they might lean into more into, like, the stuff today, like, where, like, I know there's, like, one of this, I know one of the games focuses on like a virus kind of thing, like so maybe they'll lean into like a COVID kind of similar situation, or like a weaponized COVID, or if we're gonna do like who's a big bad today, like maybe it has something to do with like Cold War, like Russia tensions, maybe you know rat nationalist kind of thing. I think because I think the first few, the first uh, Splinter Cell games were definitely around like terrorism, but like post nine eleven terrorism, not really like modern i guess we kind of consider modern terrorism that's my thought i don't know for sure i'm i'm just throwing thoughts out okay. what do you think they mean by a modern splinter cell uh, okay uh i'm not sure it doesn't say it in the article it says nothing about that it just it's very vague that little line yeah it's very vague so when i hear modern audience i always tend to think about like censorship and when I hear a modern audience, it'll be for modern. Does that throw like a red flag for you? Sensibilities. Okay, no, is, is, you that, is that it. a red flag for you? It is. It, it sounds like petty, but it's a red flag for me. Like, if it's a reboot, okay, just call it a fucking reboot. Like, but what is this modern audience thing? I I just I took it as meaning like we're not going to use the exact. I'm sorry, I'm like far away. I just took it as meaning like we're not going to use the exact same story. It says as the upco- upcoming Splinter Cell remake will include a rewritten story in order to appeal to a new generation of players. This is still going to be the same character. Yeah, it's still going to be Sam Fisher. So they're probably going to make him younger, mm-hmm. and the topics are not going to be terrorism. Terrorism are still interesting stories, though. True, but I think they're probably going to go for something that's more like, uh, not relevant. So they're going to have... Uh, more relatable, probably. Maybe they'll have, like, cyber. I think we've got... Yeah, we've come a, Yeah, we've come a long way with, like, leaks and datas and breaches and, like, drone warfare. Maybe it's AI kind of stuff. But what does it mean for Sam Fisher? Because Sam Fisher, we know his story, right? He used to go after terrorists. Is he going to get, like, a... Uh, a call from the Pentagon saying, like, hey, you got this fucking hacker. We need you to just destroy his computers. Like, maybe we know where he is. We need you to stop him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Just go in the dark at night and just knock his ass out. Maybe they'll, like, lean into, like, how, like, you know, the modern warfare is very different than it was, like, 20 years ago, right? Where, like, you're not on the front lines. Now it's, like, guerrilla kind I of stuff. I don't want to see a, a Sam Fisher that's, like, in a fucking van pushing buttons. Well, he does push buttons sometimes, so. All right. It's just a red flag for me. Okay. Uh, the terminology is uh, you being used or what? Modern yeah, audience? Yeah, I don't like that shit. I, I think uh, like I think there was a Freddy Cougar that was supposed to come out. I don't know if they canceled it, but they used the same verbiage of, of modern audience. And it had to do with... It had to do with like mobile phones and pe- people and their social media and all this shit. Mm, I have to yeah, look it up. Yeah, okay, yeah. you remember? I know what you're talking about, about yeah. And it was very cringy. It's kind of like what they did with the Terminator, the last one, where it was about like social media, also and like the like how 
people per like somehow like advance like Cyberdyne's like own agenda for them in a way, kind of. Uh, any film or game connected to social media where you have to constantly like, or it touches you, upon like modern infrastructure in a way it's just cringy to me hmm. you want some things to be just timeless like uh, isolated from reality is that what you're saying that you like things to be like in a bubble like time wise not necessarily I just mean when they do use this premise of social media and connectivity the execution is just bad yeah, it, it reminds me of when I see arguments about like how uh, I forgot who I forgot if it was Clive Barker or Stephen King who said like phones have kind of the existence of cell phones has kind of like ruined horror in a way mm-hmm. because now you have to like write plot devices and conveniences for characters to not have access to that technology in a way that makes sense because it's like oh like there's a murder here okay whip out your cell phone and like uh, yeah like you're in a cabin. <laughs> And there, people are starting to die. Like, well, everybody pull out your phones and you know just hunker down. Right. Like, like it's kind of like you kind of have to like write for a different type of um, audience. Uh, I guess that audience. I think of audience. Everyone's walking hard. around with a camera flash. Yeah, just recording everything. It's like, oh man, it's gonna be really hard to. Uh... That's why I saw. I saw like a funny joke about like, what if someone said like, what if Bigfoot is just naturally blurry? Like, no matter what you use, like that, he's just naturally blurry. That's his like natural form. So that's why no one can get like a clear. Sh- it's like, how come we haven't seen any more shots of Bigfoot despite our rampage? Like now you got the 4K recording. And you're like, I see the seams right there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's that kind of situation. Uh, I don't know. Um, new connector. Just pause it. Yeah. Hold on. Pause real quick. I need to hit a cord. All right. Last thought, John, before we move on from this. What if they did Splinter Cell, but they did it like like Watch Dogs, where like now, like, uh, what's his name? Sam. I forgot his name already. Sam. Are you going to make him a hipster? No. But what if, uh, well, I can't remember his name. I just said it. Sam something. What's his name? Fisher. Sam Fisher. Thank you. What if it's like a. It's like they're controlling the infrastructure. They're causing car accidents, or like, because you know how we always hear about how like the power grid, the nation's grid, is in danger, right? It's very like um, vulnerable or whatever, right? Don't they say that, right? Yeah, they say that our power or our, our network, something related to connections in the country in the U.S. is like vulnerable, right? The electric grid or some some kind of grid. You you know more about this than I do, but what if that's like the method, right? And he has to like, I don't know deal with it like either through online or he goes to like the different like power plants or different like power stations and like that's that's like the modern power stations i don't know the terminology john flush it out like you know when you go down if you go towards the prison over here in alanto yeah there's like a specific building that has to do with like the electricity and water for the city mm-hmm. that thing substations i think they call them, they call them substations right i think i don't know what they're called but what if it's something like that? What if it's like an EMP thing? What if it's like a nationwide EMP and that's like the modern like threat? We lose our communications, everything goes I, down? I guess if it's a, a reboot, but I, that's just not him. That's not Sam Fisher? He's just a special ops guy. He just goes in, shoots motherfuckers up. He's like, this is outside of out. my this is outside of my yeah, scope. Yeah, like you're telling <laughs> Fisher to like learn to code. It's... <laughs> It's like, damn it. He's like, oh, I don't know hexadecimal. Damn it. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like Kiefer Sutherland 24, kind of. Like, that's his character. <laughs> on A++. Like, damn it, Chloe. A C++, right. I'm sorry. C++. There's C+, plus and there's C++, right? There's two C++s. There's a ton, dude. There's... Is there C++? There's C. I think there's C++. He's like, I don't know Python. There, exactly, <laughs> Python. Yeah. I think Python's, like, for graphics, isn't it? 
Oh, it's recording. Or what's that? Or JavaWare or whatever it is. Java. Anyways, moving on. Java, JavaScript. Speaking of cyber stuff, Johnny, mm-hmm. let's learn a little more about cyberpunk. You like that transition. I know you do. This is written by Cameron Coke. I hope I'm saying that right. Over at GameSpot. It says Cyberpunk 2077 crosses 20 million copies sold as it rides Edge Runner's wave. So Cyberpunk 2077 has crossed 20 million units sold. Developer CD Projekt Red has announced. Thanking players for their support in a tweet. I'm one of those players, Johnny. I'm one of those players. The new sales figure, up from 18 million copies sold at the end of April of this year, comes amidst a major Cyberpunk 2077 resurgence in the wake of the game's latest Edge Runners update, itself a tie-in with the recently released Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime on Netflix. Originally released in December 2020, following multiple delays, Cyberpunk 2077 was criticized at launch for its bugs, glitches, and near-unplayable state on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. Sony even took the drastic measure of removing the PS4 version of Cyberpunk from sale on the PlayStation Store for a time. It was for over 100 days, Johnny. It was for over 100 days. Fast forward two years later, and Cyberpunk 2077 has steadily improved with each of the game's updates addressing many of the issues players had with the launch version. Major bug fixes alongside changes to AI behavior, vehicles, visuals, and more have come in the last two years with the game's new Edge Runners update adding new weapons, gigs, clothing, anime references, and an entirely new cosmetic transmog system. Do you know what transmog is, Johnny? No. Transmog is in video games where, like, uh, let's say there's two pieces of equipment. One has better stats but looks uglier. Transmog... Allows you to keep the better stats, but then you can change the way the item actually looks on you. I think they just did that for Horizon several times. Yes, you're right. I think they did. So you weren't always stuck with the ugly outfit just for the better gameplay stats. Transmog allows you to like swap the visuals for something better. It was Horizon or the the older God of War? God of War. I think it's God of War. I think so. So you can keep the cool outfit without sacrificing your stats and stuff. So That actually gives me a sense to, to play again. We'll get into that later because I actually recently played God of War. Cyberpunk 2077's player nu- player numbers, at least on Steam, have skyrocketed following the release of the Edge Runners anime and update. According to Steam charts, the number of Cyberpunk 2077, yeah, 2077 players has increased more than 200% in recent weeks. So just say double, just say it doubled. It's currently one of the most played games on Steam with more than 86,000 concurrent players at the time of writing. The seventh most played game on the platform. CD Projekt, Red, CD Projekt Red Sci-Fi RPG will get one last hurrah with its recently announced Phantom Liberty DLC. It will be Cyberpunk 2077's only major expansion and is slated to arrive for current-gen consoles and PC in 2023. Johnny. I know you haven't played Cyberpunk, which is weird because that's definitely an aesthetic and like genre you'd be interested in. But they're liars. It's very Blade Runner-esque, actually. Anyways, what was my qu- oh yeah? Now my question was, I actually don't have a question for you. I just want to kind of discuss this a little bit. This is this seems to be like CD Projekt Red's model because when they released the Witcher show, the Henry Cavill Witcher show on Netflix, that also like boosted like sales of The Witcher three like drastically. So I'm wondering if this is like their strategy where it's like we're gonna put out a game. If it needs that push, we'll go ahead and green light a show of the sh- related to the game. Because it seems like if you've been paying attention to like uh, Castlevania, for example, that's another Netflix video game adaptation. 
Like, it seems like all the long-form, like, TV show adaptations of video games do extremely well in contrast to, like, video game movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think is going to be a massive game when when you have something come out in film or, or comic or whatever? Say that one more time, but... What do you think? What game in the future do you think is going to be massive... If when, it gets adapted to yeah, to adapt it to a different, I think you kind of just said it right there, Johnny. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Why? Because you said massive, uh, not Mass Effect. Mass. They both have mass. Is what I'm saying. I think Mass Effect would work well because that universe is so vast. I think the ones that work the best are the ones that take liberties, like Edge Runners. From what I understand, has like nothing to do with the main Cyberpunk game. Mm-hmm. It's like not even like adapted in like the source material. And then the Netflix Witcher show isn't even based on the game. It's based on the books that the game is based on. Okay. So I think, like, if you could Mass Effect, like, don't make it about um, uh, Commander Shepard. Give us, like, some other, like, exploration of the Mass Effect universe within the series. I think people would go crazy if they could see, like, all the different aliens and species, like, in a show. Whether animated or live action or whatever. Either one. I think animated would probably work better, but... I think it's going to be HBO, The Last of Us, when Factions come out. Oh, you mean the, an actual one that we know about? Yeah, well... Oh, I thought you were like thinking like theoretically. like Either way, but I think it's going to be... You saw the trailer for it, right? The recent trailer? Yeah, it was alright, actually. It looks pretty cool. looks pretty good. Well, we could talk about it later. But uh, I think it'll be The Last of Us Factions comes out parallel to the HBO show. But bigger than that, I think it's going to be when Spider-Man Part 2 comes out with... I don't know if it's coming out at the same time, but if it comes out next to Into the Spider-Verse Part 2. I think that, that sounds like that would line up, wouldn't it? Like in the fall of I next year? I feel like it would line up. That's yeah. like fall of next year, I think, right? Both of those. That would be ideal, and that shit will solve so many games, dude. That could work. I think Spider-Man always gets... I know when Spider-Man movies come out, there's usually a boost with like the games, like whatever the most recent game was in relation to the film. I think that does happen, so I wouldn't be surprised. I would expect that to happen again with like Spider Verse and Into the Spider Verse again, and uh, the Spider Man Two game. I would, yeah, especially since they both have Miles in them. I think there's some kind of like synchronization there going on. Yeah, and it sounds like Sony's formula right now because they're doing right. They're in charge of both projects. They did chart it. The Last of Us. There's going to be a God of War. There's going to be a Twisted Metal TV show. Ghost of Tsushima movie. Ghost, yeah. So they're kind they, of doing a lot. They're doing a lot with all I these. I think they really understand. It's not just an extra penny that they can make. They understand the synergy between the games and the and film. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is that CD Project Project Red's like? Because like Cyberpunk, I mean, it was doing all right, right? It was. I mean, it sold. All, we know like the pre-orders basically paid for the development of the game, even when like the game was buggy as hell. How much did it sell? Well, now it's twenty million. Before that, I I don't. It was eighteen million in April. I think it was at least six million at launch. I could be wrong, but like so twenty million after two years. Yeah, but they mentioned how like when they got all the pre-orders, like all the pre-orders alone paid for the development of the game and then some. So anything else they sold after launch was just like extra icing. Mm-hmm. And so now, like obviously, like we remember the game was like buggy as hell at launch. Like I played it. On, I didn't play it till like a year later on my PS4. Uh, I'm sorry, on my PS5, but I played the PS4 version running on PS5 hardware, and even then it still had, like, issues. It was still buggy, kind of. I played the PS5 version recently, and, like, it's 
flawless. It's like perfectly fine. Didn't have a single hic- hiccup at all. I kind of want to. I, I want to watch the show. I want to watch the show later on because I have heard everybody who has seen it has told me it's amazing. So I want to watch the show. Yeah, they get emotional, at, right towards the end of the, the series. I, I that I don't know. No, I've seen a lot of people like. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this is something special then. But I just I just wanted to point out I thought it was funny how uh, they've done this with The Witcher, they've done this with Cyberpunk. Whatever new IP they might make in the future, I wonder if it's also going to have some kind of Netflix adaptation. Clearly, whatever CD Projekt has doing going on with Netflix, they have a good relationship there. So, how long is that going to take though? Another five years? Because they tend to take like a seven while, years. A while. Well, they they already announced that they're already working on the next Witcher, Witcher Four. Yeah. So who knows when that's going to come out? Who knows? They just started that. Who knows? But, I just don't trust them anymore. You need to play Cyberpunk, Johnny. You need to play it. I but know. I would not play it on the PS4, though. We need to get you to play it on the PS5, at least. Eventually, I, Cyberpunk would not be... I, like After all the fucking lies, all the stupid-ass PR, I would not touch it's that not game. It's not lies anymore. Now it's true. <laughs> no, it's just like... It's true now. No, no, no. It's like spit in my face and i'm just i'm just gonna clean it up there's no more spit on your face exactly Johnny. no you're spit free so i'll play it because you have it and we share accounts so i'll eventually play it i have the physical copy i'm also reluctant to play it because it's first person i have the physical copy if it was third i'd be like fuck it's like my world i need to play this shit but since it's first i'm like eh. we need to build like your first person sea legs we need to we need to get you over that hurdle because that locks you out of so many games we need to find a way to get you past that hiccup. Well, we'll get into it later. I, I I tried playing, what is it called, that ninja game you have? Cyberpunk Ninja? Pretty sure it's not called Cyberpunk Ninja. Oh, yeah, that's... Ghost the, Runner? Yes, Ghost Runner. I haven't even played it. Is it good? I haven't even played it. I couldn't. You I know was, what? Save that for later. Save yeah, that yeah, for later. go for it. I haven't played, I haven't played uh, Ghost Runner, but I do have it. You're right. I don't know. I just I just thought this article was interesting. Cyberpunk is pretty awesome the game oh my there's so much to do in that game I, I love the game even though it's buggy but like now it's flawless now it's like it's like the no man's sky situation like like the dream finally caught up like the reality finally caught up to the dream but did that studio lie as early as yes it did point? probably more i, I would say more I yeah for sure um i, I forgot the name of the and studio. also i think no man's sky was by indie right could have could it have been that they really yeah, were it promising was, uh, something? And I forgot just... the guy's name. Something Murray. Sean Murray? Was it Sean Murray? I forgot the name of the studio. Could it be that they were they were creating something they thought they could achieve and they just bit too much? No, but even at shoot? launch, like they were lying about stuff. Like yeah. where they're like, Oh, like yeah, you could run into people. Like there's multiplayer there wasn't multiplayer at launch, there wasn't. Mm. But they say, Oh, the, the universe is so vast you'll probably never run into somebody and then like there was a stream where Two people. I like that. You'll probably never run into somebody, but it's actually because it's not, not possible. possible. Yeah, okay. there was two people who were streaming, and they were on the exact same planet, huh. but okay. they could not see each other because there was no multi. They were not not existing on the same plane, huh. and like that's how they caught. Like they called him out on it. Like, hey, like we're in the same place, but we don't see each other. So clearly, that's not true. But uh, but look at look at look at No Man's Sky now. Like that game is like super like like content rich now like people love the game now there's a lot of there's a lot of games like this who have like there's like at least four or five notable games that have like pro- over promised and then didn't deliver to like years later like um I'm, i don't have time to get into it but final fantasy 14 because i literally see the ad for it right here on the screen mm-hmm. final fantasy 14 at launch online was horrible horrible people hated that game 
it wasn't until Square Enix like a year later did the whole A Realm Reborn like relaunch and like fixed a lot of the crap that Final Fantasy XIV finally became like the MMO. So over promising and under delivering is not a new thing for games. No, but I don't want to endorse that behavior. No, because more studios will be like, we're just gonna put out this shit. Out of course not. And see if a lot of people buy it. If a lot of people buy it, it means. No, it's I kind of successful. We've made our money back, and people are invested now. So no, now we can well, build further. Well, no, because think about it. Because CD Projekt Red, like their stock took a huge hit, and that has not recovered. They are now worth, I think, like a third of what they used to be worth as a company, like stock wise. And they still haven't recovered from that. And don't re- don't forget, after the whole cyberpunk like kerfuffle, like that whole thing, like everybody started announcing like delays like they don't want to put themselves in that situation yeah and sony took them off the platform exactly so a lot of people a lot of studios are now like you know what maybe it is better to just delay than try to rush this so i think that was a big like kind of like moment for everybody in that industry who was like like we don't want to deal with that situation like look how high they were and how far they how far they fall in but like, what if all that would have, would that have happened if there wasn't people like me saying like fuck off I don't want this bullshit. Well, it's the people who bought the game who were complaining the most, John. But when did you buy it? Did you buy it soon after? No, I didn't have the funds at the time. I bought it, like... But you would have bought it day one, is what I'm trying to if say. If I had the funds, yeah. I didn't have well, the funds okay. at the time. But, um... Well, I don't know if you knew if they were, like, bullshitting as much at that time. I didn't. I really thought they were going to deliver all the stuff that they okay. said they would, so... But, anyway, that's a different situation altogether. So, let's move on, Johnny. Let's move on. Let's keep it going. Uh, so here's the, uh, did I move the article correctly? Yeah, I did. Okay. Here's the big, the big juicy article, Johnny. This one comes from Games Radar, written by Ali Jones. Says, teen charged in connection with GTA 6 leak pleads not guilty. Wait, read that side again. Teen charged in connection with the GTA 6 leak pleads not guilty. Oh, the leak. I thought there was a crime, a different crime involved. No, right, go for it. Says so the alleged hack last week's Massix leak has issued a not guilty plea to charges of computer misuse. In a statement to Games Radar, as first reported by Eurogamer, the City of London police revealed that the individual who was charged in connection with the leak over the weekend has appeared in court and is now being a youth detention center. The full statement reads that the 17-year-old who appeared at Highbury Corner Youth Court on 24th of September has pleaded guilty to breaching his bail conditions and not guilty to computer misuse. The teenager has been re- rem- has been remanded to a youth detention center. Jesus Christ, imagine that all over that. It says, however, despite saying that they were not guilty of the charge of computer misuse, the alleged hacker did plead guilty to breaching their bail conditions. Last week, reporter Matthew Keyes claimed that the alleged hacker, who, at 17, is still under some protection as a minor, and hence is only known as AK, AK, like the, eight, like the 47, was arrested earlier this year for attacks against Microsoft and NVIDIA. Those attacks seem likely to be the result of their breach of bail this time around. The huge leak, which took place earlier this month, revealed dozens of images and clips taken directly from Rockstar, showing off the development of GTA 6. The breach saw an outpouring of support from across the industry as other developers acknowledged the difficulty of having their work shown off before it was ready. Rockstar itself acknowledged the leak in the days following, saying that, quote, we are extremely disappointed, end quote, and confirming an intrusion by an, quote, unauthorized third part, end quote. 
The suspect was arrested and subsequently charged four days after that on September 23rd. So there you go, Johnny. So apparently, I don't know if this is true. This is what I heard from other like sources and other like articles. I should say not sources from other articles. Is he this guy? He this teenager? He did that fishing thing where like you send like an email to someone who works at the thing or whatever, and it's like you try to get them to click on what you're sending them. Basically, that's how you gain access. Something's like a very common. This is funny to me because every year at our school we get training specifically for these issues, like. Did you receive like a like a email from somebody who claims to work in your area? Like, go like click over like hover over the email like the address, and if it's just like a string of numbers and letters with a and it's like a Gmail or not like an official district email, like disregard it. Like, don't even click on anything. So the fact that they fell for a very common uh, phishing scam kind of thing is interesting to me. Um, but yeah, so apparently, yeah, so apparently it's a very young. He, supposedly, this person also is related to some Uber like hacking. I don't know if you heard about that too. That supposedly it's also related to Uber. But uh, so yeah, so let's talk about the leaks real quick. Johnny, did you see any of the images or videos? I have. The first question I have for you is: Is this the plot line for Sam Fisher? <laughs> this is, is he... a rebooted <laughs> version of Sam Fisher. It's like it's like Sam. Like you got, we got your next mission. This one's coming. It's, this one's from the private sector. Like who is it? Like it's a these rock are st- these are modern audience type of shit here. So uh, Rockstar North wants you. Yeah. Like, they, we need to arrest this hacker <laughs> who leaked out GTA Six. Um. So we saw. Okay, I saw footage of what's clearly a female protagonist. She's holding up like a like a it's like a fast food place. I think maybe it's a bit. I forgot. She's holding up a business that you can just like walk into. She's holding them up for like cash. There's a female cashier giving out money. And honestly, it does it looks like a better version of GTA 5. Even this early, it looks like a better version of GTA 5. Okay. Visually. Okay, the the first thing that stood out to me, which is odd to me to pick out, but it was the proportions. Did any of that kind of throw you off? I thought they looked great, is what I'm saying. I felt like the camera was really zoomed in. Is that what you mean? Or no? I don't know, dude. But everything I saw, the proportions just looked so accurate. It made it look really life, uh, lifelike. Oh, I thought you were going the other way, saying like the proportions were weird. No, like, no. They, they look good, dude. Oh, okay, okay. Like, everything I saw was legit. Like, you see the people in the cr- in the club interacting. Yes, And I they're all that. very unique. You know, they're, they're not like it wasn't, fidgety. They're it wasn't not... like the standard, like, uh, what do you call it? The... There's a word for it. The cinematic that plays, we call it your. Uh, it wasn't like an idle animation. Like they had idle animations where you kind of just like it's the animation that plays when you're not touching the controller. Yeah, but they look like motion capture. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't look like it was like pre pre rigged like keyframe. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So everything in that game looks natural. The combat looks good. The cops like walking and pointing. Everything looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the textures aren't all there, but obviously this is a earlier build. It looks like a step up, like AI wise, because I remember in GTA uh-huh. Five, just GTA, at this point, GTA Five is almost a decade old. It turns ten next year. It came out twenty thirteen. Twenty twenty three is like like a couple months away. So that game is a decade old at this point, and like even then, the game like it looks great, right? It's made on PS three, PS four, PS five, but even the PS five iteration of the game, like. It shows age. It shows age. Yeah. Not not necessarily vis- like graphically, but I'm talking about like just like collision wise. No, but even the PC versions look dated, and they have everything cranked up. They got the fucking ray tracing. They got all the right. textures. 
it still looks dated. That's still not going to fix collision detection and stuff yeah. like that. That's just kind of that's just kind of putting makeup on a pig kind of thing in mm-hmm. situation. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I saw like the interactions, like they seem way more like kind of eerie, like very lifelike. The way the people, like they were each, like some people were dancing, some people were conversating. Like it was very there was variety to the NPCs basically. And then like I thought, I saw some of the. It was like very much like in engine, right? We have like the what do you call it? We have like the the red arrow, the blue arrow, the green arrow pointing in different directions. The like the axes, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you can see that kind of it's like little like 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 console commands and like so clearly like it was like legit like in development stuff. And I, I'm just curious, like, what do you think? It, people say like, oh, like this is very damaging. Like, like who does this? From what I understand, people are saying that it damages like. That people look at the stuff and say like, "Oh, like this looks really bad," or "Oh, like these graphics, like they don't look that great." And it's like, like, do people really think? I feel like you gotta be a little kid if you're just saying, "Oh, this shit looks like trash." Yeah, do people really think like this is like final, like beta, like level, like work? Because I don't, I find a hard time believing that anybody thinks like, "Oh, yeah, like this is how it's gonna release," like in this state, like, like we're so we're years away from this it looks good but it, at the same time it doesn't tell you a whole lot about the lore it, it says nothing about the lore no it doesn't really. so you can't nitpick nitpick it there uh maybe the location it clearly the location sounds very samey well the location is clearly based in vice city because like well that's what i'm saying the a lot of the, the same you see like the hotels are like that strip like yeah. that hotel strip kind of in the in, in miami and you see like that's clearly vice city like inspired so we know it looks that like florida and then that both of the main characters, I think, are Hispanic. So that kind of also goes with the whole Florida thing, too, I think. Although, I mean, that could just be LA, too. Are they Hispanic? I believe the female is. I think they're brother and sisters. Oh, okay. Like, the guy... But, like, uh, but it was Bonnie and Clyde. So we yeah. had a little incest going on. Wait. No, I don't... I don't... Okay so, okay, so I don't know if they're related, like, brother and sister, or if maybe they are romantically involved. But they there is a connection there other than just being, like... It's not like Trevor and Franklin and Michael who are not related. They're just like friends, right? Like mm-hmm. because of like the situation. Like clearly, these two characters are related. Like prior to the game, basically, is what I'm trying to say. What do you prefer, like brother and sister, or legit Bonnie and Clyde, like lovers? I like brother and sister simply because then that opens each character up romantically for like other characters. I don't know if I want that. Because if GTA. they're if they are a couple, then that. I mean, part of the GTA stuff has always been, like, romancing, like, other characters, like, NPCs, right? Mm-hmm. If they are a couple, then you can't really... I mean, unless you want to get, like, you know, like, open relationship with it or something. Like, I don't know if that would work. I just think it's more interesting to have them, like... Like, there's more of a family dynamic than it being, like, a couple. Okay, they don't look like they're the same race, though. They don't, but, I mean... Look, you and your brother look different. Uh, no, we clearly look similar. Okay, but we I'm talking about, like... We like we came from the same father. Do you think so? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like you have different skin colors. You no. have different hairstyles. Okay. You have different genetics. Okay, our family, like, Geo and... and look at her... Okay, look at your family. You have... Okay, so for the audience, this is going to be confusing. I wanna, I'm going to say two names. You tell me if they look related. Alvaro and Lise. But those aren't brother and sister. No, they're uncle and niece. Yeah, but they already have different And they DNA. come from the same... Okay, that's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a lot of varieties. In... Okay, look at... Okay, this is going to be confusing for the audience, so just ignore this part. Ruben and his sister, Ale. Same parents? Yeah. Could not be further apart visually. 
No, they look the same to me. No, they don't. Different skin, different eyes, different hair, different hair color, different... They don't even look like they're related. They have the same eyes, same... They have the same same... facial structure. Yeah. But the characteristics, the other traits are completely different. Okay, Grand Theft Auto, the dude looks Caucasian. Back on topic, back on topic. (laughs) The dude looks Caucasian and the girl looks Hispanic. I don't know from where, Cuba maybe. Dude, there's a lot of, like, Caucasian-looking Hispanics. No, for sure. Okay. For sure. Maybe, 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 like, they have one different parent. Maybe they both have, like, the same mom or something. You don't know. Like, one or the other, if, like, they're both Caucasian or both Hispanic, or one looks Hispanic, then the other looks Caucasian, but they're both the same thing. I don't care. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what the plot is. Like, what they oh, are. Oh, we we're so far away from finding out what the plot is. We just know the nature yeah, of the not character. The plot. Like, yeah. what is their connection is what I really want to know. Oh. We're not going to find out for at least two years, I think, so... So put that thought in your pocket for now. In my pocket? Put it in your pocket. I, she gets lost in there. <laughs> you know. All right. Overall, Johnny, what, what are your, okay, before we move on, what are your thoughts on this entire mad situation? There's a kid in a juvenile detention center for leaking GTA 6 footage. Like, I understand the severity of, like, cyber crimes and cyber and all that stuff, right? But it's just, like, this sounds like this would be a, a mission or a quest within the game. <laughs> So. that'll probably be in the game do you think they're that this self self-referential yes yes that would be funny if they poked their funds at like oh i like get like one of the side quests or side missions is like stopping a kid hacker or make it a main mission they can't know. go too it, heavy it would have though. to fit yeah it can't be like a hit you know yeah an active like trial yeah it would have to be something a little more subtle but It'll be a post. This whole situation is just crazy because imagine it's like one some teenager out there like 16, hacked, right? yeah, sixteen or seventeen hacked like the biggest, basically ruined the surprise of literally the biggest game of this of all decade. All the things you could hack. Why a video game company? You know, supposedly he also did Uber. Supposedly, supposedly, allegedly, I should okay, say, allegedly. Uber, like why? Why those? Companies? I think for the clout. Because, like, that's going to draw the most attention. It's like, GTA 6, Johnny, GTA 6. Well, he is 16. Yeah, so he's probably interested in games more than, like, a bank or something, you know? Or financial institutions. The Pentagon or whatever. How come we never have, like, good hackers? How come there's never a hacker that, like, wipes out the records of, like, a bank or something? Or, like, wipes out debts? We always have bad hackers. We never have good hackers. To To that scale, no, there hasn't been. People are probably going to think of Snowden or WikiLeaks, but that wasn't hacking. That's not even... Cl- yeah, that was just... They had access to that information because of who they were. Yeah. That's not really a hack hack. That's more just like you just got away with like intellectual property that yeah, you had not, hacked. They, they weren't hackers. It's not the yeah. same thing. But anyways, Johnny. Anyways, I just thought I just thought this whole situation is just... Julian Assange. My bad. Assange, yeah. It's just crazy that there's a British teenager in trouble for hacking the biggest video game the ne- of the decade like i don't i wouldn't be surprised if they make a movie of this at some point with the uber thing i don't know the details about that i just suppose it allegedly we had to say allegedly allegedly he was involved with like a hack with i think it was like a client or like data breach of like a account numbers or like something like that i think i could be wrong i could be wrong that'd be cool if he pulled out data like most ubers are used for for after hours activities oh like that. <laughs> i don't know if that kind of data would show up but but anyways, I thought this information was interesting, so... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. You have to say allegedly for, for uh, specific reasons. Sorry, I, I had a call. Uh, I'll, call that. I'll call him back. Call him back. All right, Johnny, second to last story. Second to last story. 
Oh, no. I'm saving that one. For, that's a big one. I'm going to say that for you later. That's not a big one. We're going to the... This one comes from The Gamer, written by Josh Colson. It says, PlayStation reportedly working on a PS5 with a detachable disk drive. Let's read this. It says, Sony is reportedly working on what will likely be the first major change to the design of the PS5. Not a pro version of the console, as has usually been the next step for its previous systems, but a third iteration joining the two already available that will come with a detachable disk drive. Excuse me. The real that PlayStation is... Yeah. I got tongue-tied. The reveal that PlayStation is potentially working on a new PS5 with a detachable disk drive comes via Insider Gaming, thanks to The Verge. The report states that Sony is aiming to launch the new model in September of next year. A year from now, and right now before the OG PS5 models celebrate their third birthday. The two models currently available are the regular PS5 and the cheaper digital edition which doesn't have a disk drive. The new model have an additional USB-C port in the back of the console to attach the disk drive. It also seems likely that the new PS5 can be bought with or without the disk drive, presumably for slightly different prices, and that the drive will be available to buy separately. Good news if true, as it means not having to replace the whole console if the disk drive breaks. The report claims that PlayStation has ensured the drive can attach to the console without ruining its aesthetics, meaning it's unlikely the new PS5 will look all that different from the current models. It also understood that the new model has been labeled the D chassis internally, and that once it's in production, it will replace chassis A, B, and C, which have been the standard over the course of the first two years of PS5 production. If the new PS5 really is going to be here by September 2023, that may well be another indicator that the PSVR 2 is still on track to be here earlier in the year. Most of PlayStation's hardware attention will be focused on that right now. The news that there may be a PS5 with a detachable disk drive on the way also comes shortly after a tweaked version of the PS5 found its way onto the market. Johnny. This is... You don't have a PS5 yet, so is this something that kind of grabs your interest when you're looking for a possible PS5 model for yourself? Are, are you... Are you someone who has to have a disk drive or are you someone who like you buy a digital only one and then maybe you see yourself buying the attachment to add that disk drive? What do you think? Does it interest me in purchasing a PS5 because of this this iteration? Not really. Uh, of course, I want a PS5, but I think I'm really waiting for the PS Pro if, personally. Are you going to hold off? Uh, getting a PS5 until such a pro model I, I wouldn't, exists. I wouldn't say that uh, with the previous generations, but because this console life is supposed to be so short, like five years. Really? Yeah, we might have a PS Pro sooner than later. I'm but a thinking, lot of people are saying we're likely not going to have one, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm thinking this might be a generation similar to the PS3 where we had the PS3 for, what, like eight years? Nah. Only, only because in the case of the when the PS3 came out and now... We're experiencing in both situations. We're experiencing a financial downturn, so that might cause people to hold off a bit on wanting a new, completely new hardware. Because the PS3 only lasted as long as it did. I think probably most people agree on because of the whole like financial crisis, the 2008 crisis. It caused like because no one was going to be trying to buy systems like that early. Wait, the PS3 came out in 2006. If you're trying to do the math, interesting. I think because we're if, even you say we're headed towards like a really bad harsh financial time, so I think Sony has the 
has the knowledge to understand that maybe jumping into another generation so soon when people are strapped for cash is probably not a good idea. So it came out when? 2006. But that's only two years after. Like, how can you make that decision only two years after the life of the Well, this is, we're already two years right now. I mean, if it would make sense to me if if the console was out for six years and then there was a crash on year six or seven. Like, you know what? We got to stretch Extend. this another four years. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, how can you really make that decision? Having a, cr- a crisis right after the console has launched. Mm. I, I'm just seeing. I mean, I'm guessing that it's probably just early enough where they could probably adjust their projections, future projections. All right. I'm sure Mark Cerny or whoever is still there is already like designing the two, the PS6 probably, but I just think that the famine console version, <laughs> something like that. Um. So so okay. So you're saying you don't even care because you're waiting for the pro model. If and when it shows up. Yeah. Okay, why do you think they're doing this now? I think they're trying to just make... They're trying to come up with a cheaper variant for the PS5. Rather than doing two different SKUs of, like, here's a digital, here's a physical. Like, make it much more modular. I think modularity is like a big thing going forward. Just because, like they mentioned in the article, if the disk drive fails, no big deal. You can just replace it with another one rather than, like... I mean, we're kind of seeing this with everything. Like, everything's taking on, like, the PC approach of, like, just modularity with the controls, having, like, the different controls now, mapping buttons. Like, we're starting to, like, blur the line between PC and console. Like, Xbox has already been doing that with her Game Pass on PC and all that stuff. Like, it's just... And detachable hard drives. Like, it's just really just blurring the line, I think. Yeah, so I, I don't know if this... <laughs> is in direct response with the xbox s but i mean this is awesome right because it's competing with the s and the x at the same time right because mm. s had to make that compromise with hardware right for the cheaper skew like no 4k and like yeah and then playstation comes out with this with two skews to compete with the s and the x but neither of them is che- as cheap as the s yes so so playstation ke- keeps its hardware and but it's only 50 bucks right how much is, is it's a hundred dollar difference for the fucking drive right yeah, well for the for the digital it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the disc drive version yeah so the the drive doesn't cost a hundred bucks right so supposedly it's half actually, of that yeah so if it doesn't come with a and i don't know if there's something at a loss or not well, remember the article that we were going to bring up, but then we decided not to because we're not that tech savvy, right? Like, PlayStation has recently found a way to make these consoles with less material, cheaper materials for the same kind of end result, right? Yeah, I didn't want to get into it because I didn't want to butcher it, but I think it's, uh, I forgot if they went from 7 nanometer to 6 or from 6 to 5, but the point is, I think they were saving like 20% on the chips, yeah. a savings cost, mm-hmm. uh, savings. And then they could put 50%, because of the smaller size, they could put 50% more chips into one of those wafers. Mm-hmm. So that means they could produce more. Wafers. Exactly. But that means they could produce uh, more consoles because they're, it's just cheaper to make chips now, right? Yeah, so maybe that, the, maybe they're using that with a detachable like, disk drive as like just cost-cutting measures. And then like it's on the, the onus is on the consumer to decide what they want out of it. Okay, fuck i lost train of thought but the point was sony can produce they don't have to compromise on their hardware 
they can streamline everything because now they're making the exact same thing mm-hmm. and separately they're making this disk drive i just don't know if they're gonna sell the consoles negative 100 bucks you know it might be negative probably so, less than that i think so now they can compete with the series s directly and the s with just this one skew in america at least because financially in other countries they raise the price remember so uh that's a whole fucking different story because they get the prices raised on everything based off the strength of their currency overseas yeah so i mean it's it's awesome i just don't know why they're making this choice now was it because they had contracts that they had to fulfill back in the past possibly i imagine they probably orders they put in like yeah locked in like years in advance maybe i don't know, i feel like this all of this is just very it's gonna be very confusing for the average layman like person looking to a ps5 is like hold on there's a new model now already like one no, with why i don't know, i just i just feel anything that potentially could make things more confusing is gonna make things more confusing for anybody especially like you're you're you know you're your mom or your pop who goes and thinks everything's a Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they no, go to I the think, store. I think it'll be easier. Instead of looking at two skews, the gamer knows what they want, right? So they go into the store. They know exactly right. what to oh, buy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they're going to eliminate the other two skews. It's going to be just one going Yeah, forward. so when the parent comes, you know, goes, goes to the store, they're just like, there's one box right here. That's that a fair point. PlayStation. That's a fair point. But then I have to find out, is this the one that comes with the detachable? Does doesn't it even matter. Or do you buy that separately? If the parent doesn't buy it, the kid can go in later and buy it himself. I guess that's true. I know a lot of kids that have just sixty, seventy dollars lying around. Oh, and why it's why it's um, why it's interesting too. Why it competes with the S? It's just like uh, the person might want the console with a CD drive, but they're like, "Well, I have this much money to spend right now, so I'll just buy the damn console right. and get it later." But it's also interesting because the person that wanted the drive. What, what? No, this reminds me of a of a image I saw uh, like going around on Twitter a couple weeks ago, where somebody bought like a PS5, but they bought the digital PS5, and then they have a copy of Horizon, like a physical copy of Horizon, mm-hmm. and it's like someone's like, okay, who's gonna tell them? Because he has like a digital only PS5, the box, you know, how the box, oh, yeah, yeah. they're different colors, right? The black box is the digital one, and the mm-hmm. white one's the physical one. I mean, he also bought a copy, a physical copy of Horizon with it. And it's like, who's going to tell him? Like, like you're not going to be able to play it on there. No. <laughs> so this right now reminded me of that. Reminded me of that. So the interesting part about this is if a, person's, if a person goes to the store and they say, I only have so much money to get the console, they'll just get this digital version and they'll decide, I'm going to get the disc later, right? Yeah, you could you have that option. Which a yeah. lot of people that intend to just keep buying hardware, you know, solid uh, hardware. Yeah. Uh, they'll just dis- they'll go to the store and make that decision, but they'll get home, they'll play their digital only console, and then later on they're gonna be like, you know what, all digital ain't that bad. I guess I just won't buy this disc. And you know, and what- then you get them stuck in the ecosystem of only buying from PlayStation Store and not a place like GameStop. Right. This is funny so- because that re- I relate to that because I do have a disc drive PS5, and I think I only own like two games two mm-hmm. ps5 games but that's because i do that count sharing with you right digitally and stuff i i don't really miss physical games all that much honestly oh, convert it sort of but at the same time i do use the ps5 disc drive for a lot of my physical ps4 games so like skyrim like i play i play the ps5 version of skyrim but it requires my ps4 disc in the system to work 
Yeah, I because you get that free upgrade. You know what I mean? So. I always like asking you this question because I don't I don't know how this like fits into your like principles. Oh boy, you have this, guys. Andrew has this massive collection of video games on his wall. I don't know if he has it right now. It's but, on the wall right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he has this. Uh, it's it's huge. It's like half a fucking wall. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it's a like, little bit. Yeah, it's a ton of games. Right, and they're all like tangible games yes right? physical yes copies and then he told me like johnny we need to do this for posterity for future generations that they need to have these games <laughs> i and, did say that yeah <laughs> and we, need to, we need to pass them down to our children and all this stuff and like give me good reasons very legitimate reasons and then all of a sudden uh he starts buying digital on yeah. playstation yeah and all of a sudden he starts going online and buying uh services like xbox uh game pass game pass and then he playstation plus etc highest tier yep so what happened is it just too convenient what's what's going on it's convenience man it's convenience honestly you're right because i remember like a year ago we did an episode about uh oh when i was complaining when they were shutting down the vita store in the ps3 store mm-hmm. and i was like remember i went on that spiel about like no we must preserve these games and like and you're kind of just like you were just like whatever about it because you're like ah the old is old and i was like no like we and now i'm kind of just like like i've I really don't buy, go to the store to buy physical games anymore. And it's just like, and then whatever I don't buy, like if it's an older game, I just emulate it. So, so, so sort of the way I see this, because everything is competition, right? Right. Uh, okay. So the way I see this, you have like this rank of like, we need posterity with these games. And I could really respect that. I'm like, all right, Andrew, that's great. That's awesome. And then I'm on this other tier, this other tier that says, that's less principle that says I'm gonna buy digital games, but I own the game technically. So whenever I want, I can go into the service, download it. Right. It's still my game. I can just download as many. I can buy a hard drive, put the games in there. I can take it anywhere and let other friends play it. And then you jump from like tier one to tier three. It's like I, I don't <laughs> own any of this shit no more. It's just a service. And the game isn't there in a few weeks. Like, it's just gone. Like, I, I can't download it again. It's off the fucking platform. That's the trip to me, how you're, like, this juxtaposition. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I think at this point, I think I think my consuming habits have kind of changed a little bit in the last two years. Because, like, I'm used now to... I, I use... I have my cousin's HBO Max account. I use... Netflix I pay for, uh, Disney Plus that my girlfriend uses. I have Hulu, which I've taken up just like recently just for like the month or whatever. And it's like, I think I'm just getting accustomed, sadly, to this like digital only streaming kind of world because it's just from a price factor situation, it's like it just makes financial sense, even though it doesn't make long term ownership sense. Dude, next month you're gonna you're gonna get into crypto. Nah, I don't. Well, I did have Bitcoin for a little while. I did have Bitcoin like two right before the pandemic. I had like sh- shards, like dust specks of Bitcoin. But I've just, I think the difference there was crypto is that that's just all so far like above me. Like, but it's it's interesting how you're like this tier one, and then I'm in tier two, and you're like, no, Johnny, and now. <laughs> You're like a bridge too far. It's like tier three. Next year, Duo Sense Digital Currency Podcast. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, but I was... is, is tier four where I just I just carry the USB port in the back of my head? Is that going to be tier four where I just have like I just just plug you me get in Neuralink? I get the Neuralink just pl- just stream it from my brain. <laughs> Anybody listening to us in the future, do not take the fucking Neuralink. Oh, okay. Any, anyways, <laughs> I, I, well, how do you feel? A little bit more on this. How do you feel about this? Where you okay? You pay your fifteen bucks for the service, right? You get a, a game that you absolutely love. You adore this game. A few months later, there's a DLC it for it. Oh. And you're like, I really want to play that DLC. This, it's for my favorite game. Mm-hmm. But then you you go onto the service and the game isn't there anymore to play. So now you can't really play the DLC. I don't know if they were going to let you play the DLC anyways. So it's maybe it's a year later, right? Okay. So the game was 70 bucks to purchase. And no, I'm gonna trash my own argument. But the but the game was seventy bucks to purchase. Okay, it's been a year. Maybe now it's forty bucks. You already played fifteen for the service. Every month, right? Yeah, every month. Oh shit. Okay, every month. So it's it's fifteen bucks <laughs> for the service. But let's just say for that month, and I mean, uh, yeah, fifteen bucks, and then it's forty. Now you're talking uh, fifty five. And the DLC is gonna cost you another fifteen bucks. So now you're paying forty again, so just so you can play that DLC. Right. So you're purchasing the game for seventy bucks, whereas you would have got it from the beginning. No. This sounds you like you wouldn't a, have had the DLC from the beginning. No. This sounds like an advanced math problem I would give to one of my students. <laughs> it's like if one train leaves one station and another train, <laughs> you're trying to figure out at what point I overspent, right? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the the breaking point for you. What would have been like the financial like, smart? Would it purchasing? have been better if you had just waited an entire year and get everything? That's why I don't like buying games at the beginning. I saw a meme like that where it was like it was like the you know the Winnie the Pooh one where like he has like the monocle and like the suit. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. There's a regular Winnie where he looks like tired, but then they put him like with a, like a smug smile in the suit, where it's like it's like a tired Winnie the Pooh. Where it's like when you buy a game at a base game at launch at for sixty bucks, and it's like. And then it's him with the monocle and the suits. Like when you buy a game for twenty dollars with all the DLC included a year later, and like, like it's like the like the smug poo made the better choice kind of thing. I think about that all the time. If there's a game I absolutely love, I don't mind waiting an entire year, dude. Because how do you know you love it if you're waiting for the whole year? How do you know you're I know? I just know it. I, I know, just know. I know the games that I I sound like. I'm sorry. I sound like a sexist, but girls are always saying like, I just fucking know. Like you know that argument. Anyways, are you saying you, you can cut that part out of the pot? I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I love waiting for the game, even if it's a year, because that's when I get something I love seeing on the cover, and it says complete edition. Is that like delayed gratification for you, kind of thing? For sure. Okay. It's the the damn. That's at the you know what I the can, title is says complete. I can edition, relate to that. It makes me feel great. I can relate to that because I really want to play uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, mm-hmm. but I will not pay. The full price it is right now. I was like, get get it down to thirty, and I'll I'll budge. But it, I saw it on sale on the PSN store for I think it was like thirty five or something. I was like, it's five dollars, but no, I'm gonna. I was like, I was like, brave, like hold, hold, like hold the line, like wait till it's thirty. So, so. you do that, do that too, because I do that. Oh yeah, way. for sure. There's games where like I want to play that, but not at that price point. Where like it's like a, it's just prior. Even if I have the cash, I'm like mm, like I can't justify it yet. Because when I see a product. I see it and I immediately say like, okay, this is the price for right. me. Like, it's twenty bucks. Like, I'm not paying a fucking dime more. And I just, 
I don't care how long I have to wait. I will not pay above that shit. That's how I was with Witcher 3. Like, I waited for, like, several years for it to finally be, like, $20. Because I'm like, I want to play it, but not at anything above $20 price range. When it finally got to $20, it's like, okay, now I can get it. So, All right. I do I do do that with some games. Um, it just it just depends on how I feel. Like, if like am I, do I feel like I might get $60 worth of enjoyment? Like, no? Okay, I'll wait till I can at least get $20 worth of enjoyment out of it. So that's how I am with Tiny Tina's. I'm going to wait for the... Uh, I think they put out one expansion already. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a Game of the Year edition, but as soon as... Even if it's just the base game, as soon as it gets to, like... 30 like okay i'll finally snap is game of the year also complete edition usually it is not always usually it's whatever has come up to that point like is included into it sometimes it's just something like um usually it's like the first expansion depends on if it came out that same year or not so like tiny tina's came out like early this year i want to say like around march or so mm-hmm. so the for sure it's gonna i i know again like how you said like i don't know but i know then I'm probably gonna find it for thirty, like around Black Friday or so, and yep. that's when I'll snack. That's when I'll snatch it up because now it's at a point where I deemed it worthy of the price. So, but we're getting into the weeds, right? We're getting really into the weeds here, and I'm getting really hungry. So let's go on to our last story, the one Johnny kind of wanted to avoid, but I think it's gonna be very fun just to see him squirm. Why? Why would I squirm? This comes from IGN, Johnny, written by Adam Bankhurst. The U.S. Homeland Security will spend seven hundred thousand dollars. To investigate, quote, radicalization, end quote, through video games. Something we've heard about probably since comic books and metal music has been around. Mm-hmm. Corrupting the youth. The United States Department of Homeland Security has awarded a nearly $700,000 grant to terrorism and security researchers. So I, I, I pause to terrorism and security researchers to investigate radicalization through video games. As reported by Vice... Mm, okay, so it's starting to make sense now. The funds are headed to Middlebury Institute Center on Terrorism, Extremism, and Counterterrorism. The nonprofit organization, take this. That's the name. I'm not telling you to take this. That's the name. Take this. And a company looking to curb toxic online behavior called Logically. So there's an organization called Take This, another one called Logically. Okay? So keep that in mind because it's confu- it sounds confusing. Over the past, so this is in quotes, over the past decade, video games have increasingly become focal points of social activity and identity creation for adolescents and young adults. Relationships made and fostered within game ecosystems routinely cross over into the real world and are impactful parts of local communities, the grant announcement on the DHS website said. Correspondingly, extremists have used video games and targeted video game communities for activities ranging from propaganda creation to terrorist mobilization and training, end quote. One of the goals of this new project is to develop a, quote, set of best practices and centralized resources for monitoring monitoring and evaluation of extremist activities, as well as a series of training workshops for the monitoring detection and prevention of extremist exploitation in gaming spaces for community managers, multiplayer designers, lore developers, mechanics designers, and trust and safety professionals, end quote. The announcement notes that video game studios of all sizes, in many cases, are not fully educated on how these extremists may try to exploit their games in an effort to radicalize the players. White nationalists have unfortunately found a footing in this space as there have been groups on Steam who were openly espousing neo-Nazi beliefs and worshipping school shooters in the past. Steam has attempted to remove these groups, but the people behind this grant 
want to go further. Take it. Take this company again. Not that um, it's not a phrase. It's the co- name of the company. Take this. Doctor Rachel Cowart and CTEC's Alex Newhouse shared some of their early findings at this year's Game Developer Conference or GDC, and it confirms that the initial focus will lean towards white nationalism and white supremacy. Hopefully, their efforts will make some lasting change in the industry and beyond. This effort comes in a time following the racially motivated mass shooting in Buffalo, New York that was broadcasted on Twitch and saw 10 people killed and three more injured. End of the article, Johnny. So they don't directly reference it in the article. I've all, I think I've only heard of maybe one instance where this it would be actually applicable. And that's, um, I can't remember the name. It's a World War II game that does allow you to choose which side you're on. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific, I guess there's a, there was a specific group on Discord, I think, who like always chose the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like just because they had like better weapons or something. It was, I think it was clearly because of like the whole like, well, the history of what the Nazis are, right? But um, I, I'm not so much surprised by the research because that's like a, every generation has had like it's, the comic books are corrupting the youth and um metal music is corrupting the youth and you know the internet's i, I guess this is the most the most yeah, recent one and rap in the 90s what i'm more surprised about is the amount of money they're spending on this sounds like desperation I mean. seven hundred thousand dollars to investigate i feel like you could do this with probably maybe like a thousand i don't know if you need seven hundred thousand dollars just to do this a thousand but like maybe 10k at most Okay, I feel like that's a lot of money to just kind of like, 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 what equipment are you using for this? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of, is it just man hours or? That's a lot of money, I think. And I mean. So far, now that I think about it, that's so much money. 700,000? Yeah, that's like two houses. No, I know, but what kind of resources do they have? Are they going to utilize to attract all of this? I don't, I don't know. How many personnel? Like, how much data do you have to collect? To get the results that they want. Right. Not uh, that they will find, but that they want. Like I said, I have heard instances of, like, when it comes to, like, historical stuff. Like, the the white supremacy thing, like, I think the closest thing I can think of was that specific instance of that World War II game. I, which, again, I think it's, like, a tank game. I think it's a tank game. I could be wrong. But, like, you do... They, they would purposely choose, like, the Nazi side for, like, that game. And, like, I think there was a Discord page... There was a Discord server for the game, and then, like, it got, like, hijacked by, like, white... I can't remember exactly. This was, like, probably four or five years ago. So how does that affect your life? My life specifically? Yeah. Not so much. Okay. Because I don't play that game. Why did you say this makes sense when you heard Vice? Oh, because Vice does a lot of, like, cultural, like, social, like, reporting. Okay. They're very much into, like, the... Like the like the niche like kind of stuff about like how uh, communities and uh, they're just very socially active and like aware of stuff like that. So so like okay, like this would show up on like their web page. Okay. Because that's where the story originally comes from is Vice. So, Johnny, I'm not gonna throw you. The, I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna throw you into the lion's den. Give me give me give me one give me one sentence. Just give me one sentence statement. I think this is just bullshit like i don't think there's i think they're desperate to find a boogeyman like i understand the whole nazi shit i don't like nazis i don't like commies i I don't like any of that bullshit that extremism but i think the state is just fucking desperate 
to find somebody to put the blame on because of their surveillance state. Like they want surveillance, they want general online censorship, they want to regulate hate speech, whatever the fuck hate speech is, because nobody knows how to define it. They just, I mean, like Nazis, yeah, I don't like them. But at the same time, I've, I've never seen a fucking Nazi in my life, like in real life. I don't know if you have or anybody think, of our family think, has. Do you think they would present themselves to you in such a manner? Sure. Like every Nazi that I've, that I've seen on TV looks super bold, super confident. They just say they they come out and say it, and they might try to give their their rationale for it, and they might be calm or they might be aggressive, whatever it is. But they're confident in what their belief is, and they just come out and say it. I so think I think could, they would. Present I think that could also just be a geographical thing, where more the, they're going to be more prevalent, like in southern eastern states, than like in L.A. or California. I think for the most part. But Nazis have more, like in L.A. Maybe in- no, yeah, but I'm sure those occurrences are much less common than like in the deep south or something. You know. No, for sure. But what I mean, what I mean is, I think it's the response to this is super overblown. Like I, I don't care. Like I don't think I'm, I'm likely to mean a nazi in my lifetime maybe one or whatever but what i really no, had well, to deal well, with in my lifetime yeah. are like ms13 18th street avenues no, bloods well, Crips. i think you kind of proved your point right there when you said like you never met one like in real life this is why this is about strictly about online like there's they're not tackling the nazi thread in person they're tackling the nazi the super i'm sorry i should call it what it is the white supremacist slash nationalism threat online through video games not through in-person stuff i'm just wondering why it's so specific why isn't it like a i don't know if catch-all is like the right term yeah i think i know what you're trying to say but it's like okay why don't they look for ms-13 or 18 or cartel members online probably related to i'm guessing because ms-13 is probably not radicalizing the I don't think MS13. Well, that's a gang. That's not really a, a thought. That's not really like an ideology. That's... I think like, MS13. I don't think it's really an ideology as much as that is just a gang that's just trying to like make money. You understand? I think I think that's, I, is it not an ideology. Like they're all ideologies. I guess like, it, Bloods and Crips are all like ideologies, dude. Is like, there an end goal? Really? I don't think there is. That's what I mean by ideology. Like there is a there is a purpose other than financial means. There is like a, I I hate to use the term like higher calling because it's not a higher calling, but it's there's no like mission statement. I guess you could say. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's I not it's not exactly like one for one. I'm trying to find where exactly it says like where they. I think I know they say it, but I'm trying to say. Oh, the initial focus. There you go. So mm-hmm. it's not the only thing. It says it confirms that the initial focus will lean towards white nationalism and white supremacy. So, like, this is a starting point. This isn't like we only exist for this one movement. It's initial focus and then lean. So those are, like, the key words, I think, there. So, of course, you would want to tackle all sorts of toxic community. Ah, sorry. You would want to tackle all sorts of toxic communities, but I, I, I think you don't want to fracture yourself too much by going off in different, and like you're saying, like a catch-all kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. you want to, you would probably want to focus on what you consider the first threat, and then maybe if enough, like if you've done all you can for that, then you move on to the next one, and so on and so forth. I'm assuming because there's a lot of toxic communities besides just neo-Nazism, right? Yeah. So. I just thought this article was interesting just because, again, the amount of money being poured into this is just like, like, wow. Yeah, I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to like. And then again, I feel like a lot of there's probably a lot of like grassroots movements that can counter this without needing a two houses worth of backing. Why do you think the budget's so high? I think, and I don't know this for sure, but like from when I was taking like uh, government classes, like if the if the if the money or like the request doesn't get like used then like the next year for the budget they might not even like use they won't even like save that kind of money so it's like if you don't use up all the money then the next year like we get like audit or whatever then like you just don't need as much so like i've heard that they kind of have to justify the use of the funds so that they're always available for the future kind of thing we're like we've used this money before for this reason so we might need it again in the next year's budget right you never want to undersell your stuff. Government never like undersells its stuff when it comes to things like, like oh, if we save this much money, that means next year we we don't need as much tax revenue. Like you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. I think maybe what what bugs me is they're trying to put it on video games. Absolutely, yeah. I, I know that 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 uh, there's obviously extremism in video games, but it's fucking everywhere. True, but I think in the article they specifically mentioned by name Twitch, which is loose. It is synonymous with video games even though twitch you can stream non-video game stuff Mm -hmm. but because twitch is almost synonymous with video games i think that's why they're talking about that because there is like if you've ever been in twitch stream like they say especially for someone who's like a minority you'll see like some really like toxic stuff in the chat in the chat Mm -hmm. so i think that's why they meant they mentioned twitch i think twice in the article specifically so I think that's why that's the video game connection, even though they never really say. Oh, and also because it was presented at the at GDC, which is a game developers conference. So it's like video game adjacent. I think is a better term. Yeah, maybe it's just my, of course, my bias, but like, of course, if the FBI needs to go and investigate all these groups, all these organizations, all this, which extremism, historically they've done for a lot of, groups. of course, yeah, go for it. But what the fuck? Like what are their like what? Yeah, I think this would fall. This would probably fall better under the FBI's jurisdiction than like separate organization needing external government funds. I think. But then again, that and I just don't trust the feds either. Well, there you go. Then again, I do like lean towards privatization. So maybe maybe this isn't the worst use of the FBI. Like, um, sorry, not the worst use. Maybe this is better off than using the FBI's. uh, time and resources and energy so i don't know i i have two thoughts of this i want two thoughts of this but mainly just the amount of money i just find staggering so anyways johnny that is the last what do you think the results are gonna be uh inconclusive probably i don't know probably inconclusive because i right after you sent me this article i sent you another one and it was about uh does is there a uh, what how how the fuck did it go i forgot i sent it to you on Instagram. Oh, about the link of violence and violence video in video games, yeah, and the youth, and there was just absolutely no connection, right? Yeah, I hate when, I hate when they kind of. I mean, we we saw this with the hot coffee mod and like all the other stuff in the past about gaming getting a bad rep because of stuff where it's like a few bad eggs, basically, right? It's like it's, it's just I, hate, I you're right I I don't like when they come after video games for like stuff when when there's been plenty of independent studies that have shown that the video games usually have positive effects overall in society. So, Johnny, that is it for our articles. We've kind of covered everything. Now we only I I'm starving. I have to go home soon, so I'm gonna wrap this up with real quick. What have you been playing? Okay, so oh shit, there's wait. I played um. 
that game I told you about the ninja and the cyberpunk thing. Uh, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. Uh, first person, of course. It's my type of world. Um, I knew I was going to be a little standoffish because it's first person. So I get into it. I, st- I start killing a couple enemies. But the mechanics annoyed me. Uh, having to run. Having to run across all these. Because it's sort of a platform, right? Mm. And then you run. Like, say you run on a wall. And then you go on a platform. And then you have to. It, I, I don't fucking like it. Is the point. <laughs> I didn't like it. You run on the wall. And then you have to run on the opposite wall. But you're doing all of this on, on first person. And I'm falling into the into the holes. And it's just like, this is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. This is... The mechanics don't feel quite right. It has good ratings, but it's just not for me. The first person portion of it. The mechanics make it very annoying. Uh, so whatever. There's that. <laughs> Terrible fucking review, but I just don't like it. Uh, I played up a little bit of um, Skylines. City Skylines. Ooh, I have that game on my library. I've never played it, but I have it on my library. Yeah, it's where I got it. I saw you had it, so I downloaded it. Okay. It's like uh, Sim City, right? I've heard, supposedly. Yeah, but it's it's an older game, right? Yeah. It's uh, maybe 10 years old. No, it's more recent than 10 years. It's like probably like five or six, right. I think. Well. Yeah, because it came out on PS4, I think, like, originally, so. I had fun with it. I just don't feel like there's enough, uh, like, detail. Did you, I, did you put your architect skills to work? Well, that's what I mean. I, I can't, I can't. Everything in your library is just there, right? Like, okay, there's a hospital. Here's this. Here's that. Obviously, it makes sense. You just put it wherever it's necessary. Yeah. And then you connect everything. Like, this place needs electricity. This one needs water. Okay, so uh, management, management sim stuff. Yeah, so you run a bunch of lines and you connect everything. But nothing really feels satisfying. The only thing that did feel satisfying is that you can mess with the terrain. So if you're, I, I'm right next to a river. And the terrain, there's so much detail, dude. Like, you can make... You have to look at the, the tools, but there's, a, like, four tools where you can make mountains and like you can shape make holes. And if, it very much feels like you're playing with clay. Like you're shaping the land, kind of. Yeah, and, and what's cool about it is that it just has does have this physics system. So if you're next to the river and you've already built, like, like a little town, a strip... Put a dam. Uh, yeah, you put a dam and then you put... Uh, all your are your resources next to your river right mm-hmm. but if you're fucking with the river messing with the terrain system if you build around the river the physics will make the river go out into your city <laughs> like it floods or <laughs> yeah it floods can't you just make the river deeper like like more slopes or a hill like no you could but you got to be very uh attentive to it oh, okay so you can you can drag like just imagine you're playing with with clay. Mm-hmm. You can dig into it and you can make it deep, right? Like hollow it out. Uh-huh. But still, the city, the whole city, is on a slope. So, oh. if, so even if you dig here, you're still gonna dig at, at like your hand is gonna stay parallel to so wherever. Right. Right. Yeah, I got you. You got me. Okay. Yeah. So you can continue to dig, but at some point, that level is still higher than the level uh downward in the city okay so, so you have like a you have like a, a new orleans situation how so 
where New Orleans is like in a bowl shaped landmass, okay, surrounded by water, mm-hmm. and so like when it floods, like it flo- it really floods because it just st- it just stays stagnant in the middle. It's like bowl shaped. That sort of situation. So so anything that you do, you have to coordinate because if you put too much earth there that you had you had to get out of the way, mm-hmm. then your whole fucking city floods, and that 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 aspect was fun. But that's, just imagine the news like like city planner floods entire city like. <laughs> like yeah, it's hard to explain because I'm talking about things that feel like like clay. Mm-hmm. I it's, I'm having a hard time explaining it. Is there like an objective where you're just trying to make the city like just sustainable? There's scenarios where you'll have like there's a tornado coming. What to do? Like stuff like that. But I, okay. I didn't want to get into that because. I didn't think I was going to play the game for that long. Okay. Uh, but I got, like, unlimited money, all that. Right? Oh, okay, okay. So I would just build whatever the fuck I want, all the roads, and I have to worry about, like, oh, this, you, this you house took, is burning. You I took can... the Mitt Romney uh, scenario, right? It's like, why well, can't you just buy more money? <laughs> what? There's a, it, was a, it was a meme during, like, the election, like, where, like, Romney was so, like, he was so, like, Romney was so out of touch with the average person. Like, there was, like, memes of him saying, like, he never said it, of course, but, like, why don't people just buy more money? Like, it's stupid, but you have unlimited resources, so you can just do whatever you want to the city, right? Yeah, collect streets, buildings, whatever. Make your own, like, Abu Dhabi or something. That would have been a good project. But, uh... The tallest, like, the the biggest, like, human work you've ever seen, like, the tallest, like, built skyscraper or something. Can you do that? Can you, like, build, like, an infinite... Well, that's why, that's what bothered me. Okay, because with the city planner, like I said, everything is in your in your library, and you just plop it onto the land, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in like, Roller Coaster Tycoon, you can mold the way your structures look. Yes, I remember. It's, it's, that's the, yeah, you can stretch and bend the roller coasters. and Yeah, and in this game, all you can really do is structure the way your trains move or your roads or uh, your subways, that type of thing. But everything else is pretty static. Mm-hmm. And, and that, too, when you see a building, there's not a whole lot going on. There's not like a ton of lights turning on. There's not like cars pulling into. Are the there garage. people on the streets and stuff? Or no? I don't even recall seeing people. I see okay. trucks and cars moving up and down. It's just like automated, self-automated city. Or something. Yeah, and then and then I would I, I never saw fires. Like uh, I'm I'm moving around. I'm panning around. I'm working on a little section of the map, and then I move. I look up, and then it's, it shows like your buildings have been burned. And they just look burned, but I'm like, where's the actual action? Like, I want to see the buildings burn if they're going to burn, right? Right. You just see the charred after? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's weird. So, uh, it feels like I'm looking at slides of the city instead of actual video of the city. You get me? <laughs> the before and after. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay. So, I got you. So, I think those were the two games. Oh, I played uh, uh, Multiverses. Oh, okay. All right. So multiverses, it is actually kind of fun. It's almost as fun as Smash Brothers. I wanted you to play it because then you can, you and me can compare it to Smash Brothers, right? And and tell me if I'm off or not. Yeah, I didn't get around to it. Yeah, uh, I played it with um, uh, I played. I think his name is Finn from Adventure Time. Oh, okay, yeah, Finn. So I played with him. Uh, does he have a sword? Yes. Okay, so I, yeah, I definitely played with him. I played with. Scooby, not Scooby, uh, not Scooby, a zombie, um, Shaggy, Shaggy, I played with Shaggy, Ultra Instinct, I think Shaggy sucks, um, I don't like his moveset at all, his, his animations don't look good, none of that, Zoinks, uh, Finn is actually really, really good, with the I heard, sword, I heard, I heard people were saying that Finn was like, really, like a little OP, so, 
He is OP. He's really fast. His him and uh, uh, Iron Giant. Hell yeah! I played with Iron Giant. Iron Giant is ridiculous, dude. I played Iron Giant versus from Batman. Uh, Batman. I told him my memory was Harley shit. Harley Quinn. Yes, I told him my memory was shit this week. I played against Harley Quinn. I would not let her touch the ground, dude. You like air juggling, like or what? Um, hell yeah! Uh, so there's so there's this move where you could just jump up and then like do a, a helicopter mm-hmm. and never let her ass land. <laughs> and if she does hit the ground, I'm like squatting on her. I'm just sitting down on her. <laughs> oh, and then, okay. And then uh, there's this other one where she gets to the to the edge of the map, mm-hmm. and I'm just like clapping on her. I don't know what he's doing, but it looks like he's clapping. Uh, Iron John is OP. I've heard people complain of they like it's not fun to play against him. So yeah, and it's got you know it's got similar mechanics like uh, you hit him enough times they get weak and it's easier to knock them out. You know? Okay, so it's the same thing. Okay, yeah. cool. A game that I think is much more fun than this because it's it's so intense. Brawlhalla. Yes, dude. I knew you were say that. Brawlhalla is amazing. I don't play it anymore because it just hasn't evolved. You know, the aesthetics look the same. Uh, there's not too many characters. They take a long time to put out characters. They put a character. They put what's his name from Assassin's Creed. They put like two characters. They do, but it just takes too long. Yeah, for yeah. It, they're like they're just. Uh, but when they do so announce, simple. yeah, but when they do announce somebody, it's usually like a big thing, and then like nothing happens for like a year or something. For a, maybe, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the the mechanics are the same thing. Like you'll get a sword, and then you'll get uh, it's been so long I haven't played it. You'll get like a something because it's to stab a fucking sword, a lance, and then a stick, and then some guns. A gun, yeah. And then everybody will get one iteration of this. Yeah. But they all function like the same. Right? The same, right? yeah. That's yeah, true. So, but if anybody wants to try Brawlhalla, it's free. Uh, you play online. Mm-hmm. And you get your rank up all the way up, and then you'll figure out when you plateau. Obviously, when you plateau, and you, you play online, it is so intense, dude. Because you don't want to lose your ranking. Because you're you're fighting at your level, basically. And, yes, exactly. And then you'll get you'll get your characters, and you're all fighting it out. And then towards the end, your life is like so equal, mm-hmm. but at the very end of it, and then you guys are just right there, like, uh like at a distance right like who's gonna make the last move because the last move will knock you the fuck out yeah and you know you'll see your character it's like the, it's like the, the smash the it's like when you're playing smash and like you're waiting for like that when you get that line hit, well that that one hit it's like the it's like the camera zooms in it's like oh that's yes. it that's the one that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. kill shot um brawl is better than multiverses i think i just wish their aesthetic was different new levels new you don't characters. like the 2d like hand-drawn kind of look or no i i absolutely do not play this game for the aesthetics oh okay 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 um wow that's pretty rare <laughs> that's how good the game is all right um that's it right that's it okay so i've only i've only i mean i've been playing some stuff it's nothing that you haven't heard about um skyrim um I forgot uh, Pokemon, but like the one game I did play like for the first time, like from start to finish, is the 2018 seminal game, God of War. God of War God. is interesting. It's an interesting. Why are you getting upset? <laughs> Go for it. I think the characters are very compelling, even though Kratos is very much just boy and grunting. By the end of the game, he does have a full character arc where I'm like, okay, like. Like they managed to make take Kratos, who was just a rageaholic from the first three games, and gave him death. Like that's he, a misrepresentation. OG Kratos. 
He has death now, right? He has death. Uh, he's like a father figure. He's raising this kid, Atreus, and like Atreus. Atreus I'm sorry. I'm I'm am pronouncing it the way it's spelled. Atreus. Respect on it, Andrew. I'm sorry, Atreus. And like their whole dynamic from start to end, like that's pretty much the main thing that kept me going because combat wise, gameplay wise, the game is just okay. I think it's just okay up until. You get the Blades of Chaos, then it's actually good. It's just okay, and then it becomes better. Because the Leviathan Axe is just not fun to use, I think. It's just, it's not, it's very heavy. I mean, I know it's supposed to be heavy. Kratos feels very heavy in this game, which I don't like, because I'm used to his frantic, fr- like, hectic energy that he has in the first three games. Where yeah, he, the Blades make him a little loose. Yes. Yeah. Where you were able to jump. You can't even jump in this game. Yeah. You, like... Kind of like hurdle and jump and like kind of like you know, uh, what's the term I'm thinking for when you like go over parry? an object? Huh? Go over an object? Yeah, we call that. It's not hurdle. It's not parry. No, parry is like when you block something. Or you guys go to side. You're able to. Uh, is it hurdle? I think maybe that is the term. It's hurdle. Yeah, yeah. And it it just Kratos feels very heavy, very clunky, and I just don't like the way he handles up until you get the blades of chaos. Once you get the blades of chaos and you're able to kind of let loose a little more and like you're a little faster with your. Like, once you introduce get introduced to that whole skill tree for the Blades of Chaos, the game becomes infinitely much more enjoyable. And so, I think on New Game Plus, you can start off with the Blades already unlocked. I could be wrong. I think you do have them unlocked from the start if you do New Game Plus. So, I might I might do that just to see if it changes my opinion of the overall game. This is a little bit counterintuitive, but I think you may not be enjoying the combat as much because you're playing it at normal. That is true. I was playing it at normal. Because, again, that is the intended setting, I think. Anyways, um, and then my other major complaint is that I, knowing what God of War is, there's way too few bosses, unique bosses. Oh, sure. There yeah. is, like, it's the same iteration of the same troll or ogre thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think, what are their names? The brothers, Modi and Magni or whatever. Like Magni that, and Modi, I think it is. One time, one time, yeah. and, like, it was, that was probably, I think, the most interesting, aside from the Balter fights, which are basically the same thing twice. Did you hit the Valkyries? I fought one of the Valkyries. I, accidentally. I didn't know. I was going the wrong way, I think. And I, I used the little the ting to break the seals, the little spike thing. Uh-huh. And I guess I, I didn't follow the compass correctly. Because all, they all play different. And they took me to the to the mountain, the mountain one, the one underground. There's a Valkyrie, like, in a little vault area. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the first one. I down think. the mountain shaft. Uh-huh. And when I went there, I got the little dialogue where, like, where Atreus is like, oh, I think there's something waiting for us down here. Like, it feels, like, dangerous. But I'm like, oh, oh let's see what this is. I thought it was, like, a story story boss or whatever. And I, after I kept getting my, my, my ass kicked, I realized it's not a mandatory fight. I'm like, okay. Because I would, like, I would learn the pattern. It, it was almost kind of, like, Soulsborne-ish in a way, sort of. I would learn the plat- the pattern. And then, like, some random hit would just completely decimate my entire health down to, like, one hit. And I'm like, like, what the hell is going on? And then I realized, like, oh, this isn't necessary for completing the game. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, mm, like, I'm not really enjoying this. I think I have to probably come back with better equipment or better skills or something. So I left because I would just, after like one, like I was able to get her probably down to about two fifths of the health bar. Got her down to the two fifths. And then she like, I don't know if she just got, became more aggressive or I don't know if there's like phases throughout the fight. But I would just I would get hit like once and it would take my health all the way down to like one more hit. Yeah, they do get a little bit more aggressive and all their patterns, their gameplay patterns are different. I think I have one more Valkyrie 
And it's the reason I have not gone back to the game. Because I want a Platinum Mate. Is that the last trophy you need? Is that one? I think it is. It's okay. the one where she's in the like the volcano, I think it is. I don't I don't know. I've only encountered one Valkyrie, and that was by accident. That was that one. The one that's underground. I know there's more because they show up on the map. Like they, at the end of the game, they show you like icons of where you can find them. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done with the game at that point. So the overall the story of what's going on, the connection with Freya and Balder and like all that stuff, like and even just like the twin Smiths, the the brothers, like I love the characters. Like the characters are really fun. And I just like seeing them interact with Kratos and how they kinda like chip away at his cold like exterior over time. Like like I'm really just there for the story and the characters. And the visuals, oh my god, they look amazing. Like Oh, the end with Boulder? What oh did, with, like you, the close ups of his face? Yeah, the screenshots I showed. That I looks you? great, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like the game I mean, it's not the official there's no PS five version of the game I thought there was. It, it's rather the PS4 Pro version is what's running on the PS5, and then they added um, they added a patch to like patch in like PS like to take advantage of the, of the hardware of the PS5. Well, aesthetically, uh, those are some of my best of photo mode pictures for the PS4. Oh, from God of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I played. A, I took more pictures than I actually sent you because I would just I would just like find like certain moments. Where I'm like, oh, I gotta like screenshot that. Yeah. But there's a lot of just like I, when you come into that snow field, you see like the giant like sideways with like the stake sticking out of his head. I was like, Whoa. like the sense of scale was like, mm-hmm. like damn, like this is really huge. And then we see like the Thor's hammer. Like you had to climb the hammer. I'm like, like this is insane. Like the set pieces, the variety when you're in the. When you first meet Freya in her like multicolored forest, and just how like bright the contrast is, and like how beautiful everything looks, was like I took several screenshots when I was there. When you get to like the yeah, you get to like the the, the giant once you see uh, was it um, the elf realm out of Alpha Alba Al- Vela whatever it's called, where the dark elves are fighting the light elves. I think it's Valheim. But... Valheim, thank you. That's right, and like just the. Because I complained how, like, the new one looks like just pure ice. Like, that looks boring to me. But when you go to the different realms, like, there is such a rich, like, diverse color palette for each of these worlds and, like, these different enemy types and stuff. Even though many of the enemy types are just the same reskinned enemy types. Like, oh, here's, like, the Draugr. Here's the Fire Draugr. Here's the Ice Draugr. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they do that throughout. But that's how past God of War games are. So I'm not, like, grading it too harshly on that because they always just, here's the same guy, just swapped with a different color right so i wish because god of war the first three games are so rich with like their boss variety and this one's just kind of the same thing and i'm just like probably my only complaint i wonder okay so this is sort of my theory on it i wonder if because santa monica was working on a different game they're working on a sci-fi game right that didn't pan out it's like in their little documentary that didn't pan out and they said well i guess we're going back to god of war i don't know if sony was exactly cool with it because uh, what's one of the heads? Uh, Corey Balron? No, no, no. From uh, Sony. Sushi. Uh, I think Sushi went to the studio and then he saw what they were developing, and he was not happy with it. Oh. And and I wonder. If is Sony... that part of the raising Kratos thing, or is that separate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I wonder if Sony was like Santa Monica Studio isn't doing that well, but we need to develop some type of game. Mm-hmm. Maybe the budget wasn't necessarily what Santa Monica Studio wanted to create. And they sort of pitched something and they said, it's it's going to be this thing, mm-hmm. but we're not going to put... We're not going to do the whole development. Because they they said that they had giant ambitions, 
but they weren't able to execute it. So I wonder if that had to do with the budget or if I, or, or the time mm-hmm. or they didn't have enough talent or whatever. But I, but God of War, this reboot, what you just played feels like a cut section of what their entire ambition was going to be. Actually, I could see that. That kind of makes sense because, I mean, they there's clearly a lot of moments where you are fighting or, like, you are around giant things, basically. It, I feel like it's sort of what happened with uh, Metal Gear 5. Oh, okay. We kind of had to, like, re, like scrapped and kind of we need like, a, re- reworked. Like, this is the ambition, but we need to put this more into to scope and just put out a product yeah i i really like the uh even though i complained about it i like many many spoilers but the last boss fat boss battle i did like how much we were flying around like moving from set piece to set piece like being tossed around like whenever kratos encounters balder which only i think only happens really twice like it feels so cinematic when like that first time you punch him and like like oh it doesn't do anything and then he punches you and he knocks you over your house and Mm -hmm. stuff like i love like the camera just flying with the fight. How you go back, and then you go to like the front yard, the backyard, front yard. Then there's a the big, giant monument you crush on it, you drop, and then it opens up the ground and like all of the like it feels very like Final Fantasy esque with like Cloud and Sephiroth fight. It kind of reminds me of that where at the end when like Freya, like again mini spoilers, Freya revives the giant thing or whatever, right? Like she's like control like like necromancy like controlling it, right? And then you're like flying across, and then you do that cool thing where like you get a hit, and then uh, uh, um, like Atreus, we call him again, Atreus. Atreus, he comes in, gets a hit, and then you're like alternating hits. Like that was so cool. Like you use boy if you like boy. Okay, I'll use boy. And then the whole like reveal with the mural at the end, and you find out like I knew like it got spoiled for me who you know Atreus is mm-hmm. Atreus. I'm sorry, Atreus is. But the way they reveal that, like, was just like, oh, like, I already knew this because people spoiled it for me. But I love the way they kind of just reveal, like, oh, like, they call me like this. And it's like, oh, like, there's that. And then, like, the nature of what, who his mom was. And, like, it's like, like. Well, yeah, as far just, as the narrative, it gives you so many just so and many the questions. foreshadowing for Kratos also on the mural and stuff like that and it's just like oh like like I'm really excited for Ragnarok now whereas before I was like it was like my least anticipated game now it's probably in my well all the cool stuff I care about already came out this year other than Modern Warfare 2 but like like I'm I'm excited I'm ready for Ragnarok I think I think Ragnarok is definitely going to be the payoff because I like I said they had this ambition and they had to narrow things down I think after Sony saw the success of this, like people really embraced this game mm-hmm. and it got Game of the Year. So I think now Sony really trusts that studio to make like what they actually really wanted to make. Did it win Game of the Year in 2018? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't remember. I remember 2019, it was Sekiro. I didn't know God of War got it the year before that. But I digress because uh, I really have to go now. Uh, so that So that's pretty much the only game I've been playing. Uh, I mean, new game, new for me at least that I've actually completed. So uh, I might think I'm like at 35 games so far for the year. Probably gonna get to 40 by the end because we still have like a lot of major big games coming out this fall. So, uh. but anyways, so that's gonna be wrap it up for us today. Going on almost two hours, which is a, a respectable amount of time I think for this pod. So, uh, Johnny, any last words before we wrap it up? No, that's it. Let's wrap it up. All right, play Brawlhalla. That's what Johnny wants to say. Yeah, go for play Brawlhalla. Play Brawlhalla. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to uh, send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions, questions, uh, you can reach at us as always at DuoSense Podcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's DuoSense Podcast, one word, at Yahoo.com. 
Uh, you can also reach us at our Twitter, DuoSensP. You can also find us on there if you would like to. And that's going to be it because I'm in a hurry because I got to go feed my grandpa. And we'll see you guys hopefully, hopefully next week, if not the week after. But I, I'm, I really want to make this weekly as it used to be. So goodbye. Peace.